Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone. Well, actually, we welcome no one. Currently, we are the only three <laughs> members listening live or <laughs> participating live in this podcast. But I am sure everyone in the league will eventually download this thing and pay attention to us rambling for the next 60 to 90 minutes. Uh, tonight I'm joined by um, the one and only Trofe. Welcome back to the podcast, Trofe. Long time since we've had you. Yeah, appreciate it. And we are also joined by Faison. Faison, welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you have a working telephone this, this time. It's a, it's a new phone. Oh, we're glad that it, it got to you. Hopefully uh, it holds up for the duration of this uh, podcast. We may not end up doing that because uh, listeners at home tonight, we are doing a power hour type uh, podcast where the three of us will be drinking heavily throughout the podcast. I think um, it's only fitting considering the entire league probably needs to be drinking with the Thunder Dynasty uh, at our doorsteps. Um if you hear random GM's names being mentioned, that's just our cue to take some shots. Faison will be uh, running the running the um, helm there. Uh, gentlemen, let's let's get into it real quick here. Uh, let's talk about the the playoffs that just went through. Uh, as I alluded, we have a dynasty on our hands: uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, led by GBG, uh, won uh, back-to-back titles, the trophy. Uh, go ahead and talk to us about. Uh, the playoffs and and your thoughts on his, on what the what kind of job GBG has done so far in his short tenure. Um, he's done a fantastic job of not fucking it up. Um, a lot of people thought the team he took over would have been on the downswing, but uh, he stayed patient, uh, which is key. And uh, he's just built an absolute juggernaut to deal with for uh, now and the future. And uh, the playoffs, I thought I liked it, obviously. But uh, I thought the four most talented teams were all in the uh, conference and their conferences finals. So I, I liked the way that turned out. But other than that, I obviously didn't like the result. Uh, on your thoughts on uh, – obviously you matched up in the finals. Your thoughts on, on the playoffs and, and – you know the dynasty that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I was I was thrilled to make the finals, especially after uh, I beat the Raptors in seven games. And game seven came down to one point, so that was kind of nerve wracking. And then uh, it was tough again. And, and then Bucks too, they were really good, and I think they just had a tough game six, and that cost them. Uh, Thunder are just ridiculous. I don't know. There's really nothing else to say. They have probably two of the top ten players in the league, best overall player, best defensive player, and then uh, the other three guys are actually un- really underrated. I think uh, Vladi had a uh, really good playoffs and a great finals. So, like Trophy said, we got and you said we have to deal with this for probably the next three or five years at least. 
Uh, Faison, are you in agreement with me? Is this a dynasty? Can we officially call it oh, a yeah. dynasty? Or with only, yeah. yeah, you think so? Definitely. And and GBG's actually, like Trophy said, he's done a great job not screwing it up. Like, I don't know, the Pacers, uh, Jerry West kind of fucked that up. Uh, the Heat, uh, Kane's got three straight, one picks, and not going so well. So you have to give GBG credit for making some really good moves. Trophy, uh, you in agreement that, that uh, GBG has a dynasty on his hands here? Yeah, I am. Um, and it's sad that when you look at it, the guy he dealt for Sharif, I mean, might be just as good. I mean, Buck Williams is pretty insane. He doesn't have the blocks, but everything else he does is just as good, if not better, than Sharif. And uh, so I think for the league, it's good that he dealt Buck when he did. Otherwise, it would be a lot longer dynasty, I believe. Um, it could be a lot worse, I guess, if you will look at it positively. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely, it's going to take some luck. But like you've seen, the best team doesn't always win. I mean, uh, Ank is put together, like, probably the most talented roster there for a couple of years and never got it done. So anything can happen in the playoffs. That's absolutely true. I agree with you there. Um, Ank's Ank's been uh, getting closer and closer here. He dropped out on another game seven. Um, you know, his team battled hard. You know, almost knocked off uh, knocked off uh, the super twin there, but just couldn't get it done. Uh, last time we got together, gentlemen, we all uh, discussed on the podcast uh, the rumored. Uh, GM in about leaving or not. We weren't sure if he was going to go, if he was going to reappear, if he was just taking, you know, a siesta, too poor style. Uh, we have confirmed that he is actually gone. Uh, I'd like to get you guys' thoughts on on Ian, and uh, if you wanted to give him any parting shots, go ahead, Faison. Uh, I miss him. Shouts on his active at night, um, and I've been I've been. Just in the past few days, I've been doing the uh, board work that he does, like the draft there and creation. That's annoying. So I wish he was still here. Um, it's not worth the payoff, you're saying? No, it's not worth It's really not worth it at all. So I really appreciate him now even more than before. Uh, I, I think not everyone can be as likable as, like, Pete and 20s and Ken and a bunch of other people. So it's good to have different personalities in the league and seem like that everyone – could uh, bond over fighting with Ian or hating Ian. So he brought the league together that way. R.I.P. Ian. Uh, I, do, I will say yeah, Shout is a little less active without Ian. He he did spend an awful lot of time in Shout and, you know, bringing up random conversations. I think uh, guys enjoy trying to get as much information out of the dude um, for five real-life years. The fact that we still <laughs> never got his legit name <laughs> is is amazing. That he was able to hide it that long and it not come out. Um, you know, Trof, your your thoughts on Ian? Um, I have a really some may seem irrational, but it's very rational hate for um, the <laughs> Asian race. Um, but to be honest, I I didn't I never mind I didn't mind Ian. Uh. He can be a, he could get annoying, but especially when he tries to tell people what they should do, 
And uh, and if you were to listen to him, you'd have a a team like he had, which is never good. Um, but I mean, other than his opinion that no one asked for a lot of the time, he was very valuable. Um, and he kind of needs someone like that, I guess, in uh, in this league, uh, someone to pick on because you can only pick on someone like Dump or Keynes for so long. Art of. Um, they don't. They take it pretty well, so it's not as fun. Um, Ian didn't take it that well sometimes, and that's. I think that's what made it fun. So I'm gonna miss yeah. that little swine eye, motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. With that being said, I I probably had the roughest relationship with Ian out of the three of us, and I will say that. He did a lot for you know the fellow commissioners, and he did a lot of board work. He was he was a very good worker mule, um, you know. He definitely chipped in and everything along those lines. Like you guys have all said, he can be an annoying little fuck, and he lo- he loved to be a Monday morning quarterback. I always enjoyed when people called him out and shout, and then all of a sudden he just disappear for about forty five minutes and then come back when when he when the coast was cleared. That was he was notorious for doing that towards the end of. Uh, his run here, but um, enough with him. I, I just was curious, and we've officially said goodbye to him, and doesn't look like he'll be returning anytime soon with personal issues. Uh, hopefully, that that was on. weird. I don't. Uh, do you believe that? I don't. Not for a second. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe it either. I feel like it's a big crock of bullshit. But you know, people get burnt out and tired. I mean, I don't understand. If you're gonna do this for five years, like be a little bit honest about it and just be like, you know, hey, um, you know, my team's fucking shit. I don't own my pick. I've kind of lost my my love for this or whatever the fuck it may be. But to, I don't know to make up a family emergency bullshit. Like I don't know. You never you never share anything with the board, but your last post on the board is gonna be you know divulging personal information like that. Like I don't know. Seems suspect to me. And I mean, and realistically, do you think he has a family or like? Thank <laughs> you. Does he have any siblings? I have no I idea. Know. I mean, he he says he works by himself in an office with no one else. So yeah, I mean, uh, boys and Tupor theorized that he got fired for you know napping and playing computer games, and that may have been the cause for him to. I think they needed to vote more time, or not take as much time on on the board. Yeah, I, maybe he sure. was like a maybe he was like a cam like a you know there's cam girls maybe he was like a cam <laughs> guy, and someone's on to him and he's really so now he's gone. That's what I think. Maybe Eric uh, stumbled upon him. Yeah, uh, he's, I, a, I think... he's a Chinese messy boy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, man. Uh, we're going to segue a little bit to the GM taking over for Ian. Uh, SPL is returning back to the league. I think he was very well-liked the first time around. Um, he's slowly <laughs> stepping back into the league. Um, outside of Dump, who really hated him, but Dump hates everybody because, you know, when he's not taking his meds, he's a he's a very sick person. But um, you guys, uh, Trophy, your thoughts on SPL returning? I know you weren't very happy with him leaving in the first place, but your thoughts on him coming back? Yeah, I liked him. Uh, I liked this deal. I mean, he's older, obviously. He has a family, and that might cause some people to grow up. Like, I technically have a family, but I'm not probably ever going to grow up, so it's different for me. Um, 
like he's all responsible and shit. And I'm sitting here in a, on a podcast drinking beer while my girlfriend hey. and the kid are out in the living room. So, I mean, we obviously have different priorities. But uh, I think in general, I think he's a good guy. Uh, he's just a little soft. He's probably really religious and probably only has sex in the missionary position. <laughs> drinking now? I've been drinking, you assholes. I'm on my well, fucking you... fucking beer. <laughs> All right. Well, starting now, the, the hour begins. So, uh, with that, Canyonera will be the first GM that I mentioned. Uh, um, I'm glad. I'm glad I steals back. Uh, he was. He was good at this. Um, like the trophy said, he's. I don't know. He's kind of older, and I don't know if he has a personality really to match with the board, but. I'm glad he's back, and he brought the podcast to us, so that was great. Uh, hopefully, Stump doesn't run him off. Actually, I have the quote in front of me that made him quit. Uh, <laughs> how about you quit fucking kissing everyone's asses around here? I bet your lips are chapped by now. <laughs> and SPL actually got him really good on it when he uh, responded to it. Let me find that really quick. Yeah, it's amazing because <laughs> SPL posted something and he just ripped dump apart. And I posted like two two messages down or something along the line. Like I think SPL is now officially a member of this board. And then he quit. <laughs> he finally like he, he started being one of us, and he was just like, "No, I'm entering the dark side. I got to get the fuck away. I can't be like these idiots." <laughs> Here's this quote. Uh, so because I'm not a douche, everyone, I'm a kiss ass. I thought you'd get laid for real without the need for a charity hooker and go fuck yourself. <laughs> you corky-looking motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. It's, oh, like he, he's like, it's like he went off and then his, like, wife stumbled upon what he wrote and he got, like, he, she made him quit because he's turning into such a bad person. No, I, I will say this. You got you guys were both you guys are both right. SPL is a really, really good dude. He's an older dude, so he's he's very mature. He got kids and shit. And um yeah, I think we are are grown children for the most part. Um, even the us with kids. Like Trove said he got kids, I got a kid. Um, you know, Buster Harry, Harry mother, G. Well yeah. It's we're just really, really uh we're still immature. So, um and like you said, I don't know if he'll always officially blend in, but I'm pretty excited to have him back. He was really getting good at being a GM, starting to figure things out on his own and and starting to build a pretty decent team. I think he had Lance. He was the first guy that, you know, um he found him and, and was building off of him. So he was building a good team in New York. Obviously, um you look at the shit show that it is right now with Eric at the helm and and um you know, it'd probably make you want to throw up. But I mean, oh, I, I guess love, I love Eric. Do you? Oh God, uh, yeah. Do you love Eric because he's never going to be a contender in the East, so it makes it a lot easier <laughs> to compete? I think he actually adds a lot of value in what he does. Some people might not like it. I like it. Uh, I could see how people wouldn't like it, but I think in, in general, I like him. You mean like dissecting the software or just being um, yeah, that, you know, a character? I mean, he's such a cunt to trade with because he always goes off his fucking stupid 
formulas. Like, it's impossible to trade. Like, you could trade him, like, the fucking number two pick in this draft for champ, and he wouldn't do it because that fucking number two pick doesn't have a win share attached to him. That's stupid, but for the most part, I think he's a good addition. Divine. What do you, uh, Divine. There we go. Swig for the working men. I said, I said the other one, too. It was uh, Harry G, so we're on number three right now. All right. Yeah, it threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying Harry G for? I, I completely forgot that I, that was my cue to keep drinking. Um, uh, Faison, um, we touched a little bit on SPL. He hasn't been around. Do you think he's going to stick with the league this time around? Do you think he'll... he'll no. Uh, no? No. Do you think he's think- even going to get get deep into it? This time, or you think he just? I think he'll last maybe like three seasons, and then I don't know something will happen, and he'll think it's too toxic. It's just not a good place for him. Yeah, I think it's good that they're staying off shout for right now. It seems like. Yeah. Oh well, I know he's really busy with things. He had his. He he was sending me some pictures at the Cubs game, and made me extremely jealous because his little girl got Chris Bryant autographed baseball. So, you know. Um, Chris Bryant is, you know, one of the best, I don't know, top 10, top 12 players in baseball So <laughs> as a rookie, so that's pretty impressive. All you dickheads at home that were hating on him, you know, can eat that crow right now. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if he's here for the long game. I don't know if he'll stay with us a very long time. Let's put some money. Who's going to be the GM that runs SPL off uh, trophy? Who do you think it's going to be? Is Dump going to do it again, or you think someone else will come out and, and, and put him over the edge? Um, you know, I don't know. The first thing you got to know when you get in this league is you can't let someone like dumb time get in your head. That's like the ultimate fucking disgrace. Um, someone like that. I mean, come on. Even if he, if he, if you know someone had a hooker bought for them to lose their virginity and you're going to let him talk shit to you and get in your head, that's just pretty sad. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of shit talkers other than dump, which is why I'm biased. Who? Oh, no. That's your drink. That's your cue. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not really a Buster talk shit, but it's only to like a select few, and it's not. I don't think he would direct it towards SBL. Um, shit, you know, I don't even know. Um, you know, RW might drive him nuts, and I'll just I, yeah. So he's like on the he's like a level below dump even when you think about it. Um, yeah, I think I think Dump is the only one that really would be, because Dump just fire shots out of nowhere for no reason sometimes, and I think he's the only one that would do it to a guy like SPL. Like SPL's a pretty good dude, so I don't think he would ever piss anybody off, um, you know, or start any shit. So I don't think anybody would do it. I think my money would be on Dump doing something stupid again and running him off for a second time. So that's that's where my money is. It's on Dump to do uh, the back to back carry that title one second uh, another time but uh, hopefully SPL will know that Dump's just a functional retard and he should just ignore him not let him get too deep into his uh, psyche it almost makes you miss Divine like because he brought something that we don't really have anymore and that's the wire stupidness to let Divine run the wire he's just yeah yeah let him do the wire he should have been able to do the wire Whatever happened to Divine? Did he even stop um, posting on the main board? He's back. Oh, yeah, well, he couldn't keep away, huh? Uh, Oops. How surprised. Damn. 
people like fucking. That's another subject is the main board and how fucking weird it is. Like how like some people are like popular on there and it just fucking blows my mind. Like people like that onward Husker, and it just blows my fucking mind. If you guys had seen this kid, you would not like him. He's like not likable just by his looks. <laughs> Where did you meet him? I was just seen a picture, and I was like, I was like, it's a fucking joke. Like he's got like freckles, bright red hair, and I don't know. Fucking, fucking carrot, motherfucker. Yeah, and I don't even hate redheads, like, but you just look at this guy and you just want to hit him. He's that stupid looking. <laughs> you, your hate is uh, exclusive to Asians. Wow. Yeah, I got other, I got other people I hate, but it, as a general fan base, I do not like the Husker fan base at all. Really, isn't Super part of that Husker fan base and Hudson and some other guys? Well, yeah, he's uh, Hudson's a fucking douche. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Soup, yeah, I'm not counting Soup because he's going to live here. Anybody who posts in the Husker thread on that fucking stupid board is just a complete fucking douchebag. Does the Husker thread have their own private board? They did. Um, they do. I don't know. I used to be on it and then the re-whatever, I got off it. I think uh-huh. one of the few boards that are still active is the Penn State board. They That one still has tons of posting going on in it all the time. The guys really use the shit out of that board. I don't know if anybody else. Faison, are you part of the Gators board? Yeah, I hate that it, board. Is it still active? Uh, somewhat, but no one likes each other. Really? Uh, yeah, drink for uh, KN. Um. Is the um the Florida board is that is Oops a part of that and all that and um what's the, what's the other dude's name um oh uh, that, that um yeah are they both of those guys part of that shit uh they don't post too much for different reasons Oops is like has a holier than thou and he know it all kind of attitude and it rubs people the wrong way I think and then Gibbons actually runs his own gear board right now <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think people like him very much either. That's another person I don't get is Oops. Like, why do people like Oops? Like, why do people always want him back here? He's fucking horrible. And he never lasts either. He he joins for like a week and then he quits for some bullshit. Oh, I don't have time. I, you know, like, what the fuck? Well, what's the point of coming back if you know you're not going to have time, you jackass? Yeah, like, I, weird, I, used to, I used to play FIFA with him and, like, all the other group of guys, and every time he got on, I was just like, God, I hate you. Like, he doesn't say anything. He just sits there, and I don't know. He, I, I don't know what it is. I just do not like him. He's very dry, monotone. Yeah, I've never been I don't a fan like of that. Like, either. If, if I'm going to like a black person, it's going to be, like, <laughs> me. Like, be like KN. Embrace it. He is kind of, he's kind of like Carlton Banks. Yeah. And, like, he's in, like, every race there on the main board. And I'm like, come on, man. Um, <laughs> let's transition a little bit back into um, 
into the league, re-signing This turn into like a neo-Nazi podcast instead of like a drinking <laughs> podcast? Is that what yeah, it's, it's become a, a very hate-filled podcast. We've, we've okay. been really going after some people. So let, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, some non-hateful things. <laughs> Retirings happen. Nothing really stood out too major outside of, uh, I guess, you know, I guess Hank Gathers had a good career and Dale Ellis, Marcus uh, Johnson, but nothing of uh, crazy note, um, and that kind of leads me to RV's team. And the Very far he, <laughs> There we go. Um, and the fact that his team is looking like it's going to collapse when he could have had a really long run there. Uh, Trof, your thoughts on the fact that he didn't make the move to uh, the guarantee the move to get the contract uh, space, and and now he's pretty much fucked. Yeah, um, it was obviously stupid. He should have took him when he have it, had it. But I kind of want to take credit for that because I text, or I, uh, I PM'd him and said, I will be able to absorb the Stanley contract. I'm reading it right here. I says, I, I will have enough room after the season. It would have to be after the season, though, unless you'd want expirings. And he goes, forgive me for asking what's in it for you. And then I reiterated that Stanley is a great player, and I've loved Love to bring him on the bus. And then, and then today, about 2 o'clock, he PM'd me and they said, are you still in for this? And I said, yeah, I'll do Stanley and Scooty. I'll take Stanley and Scooty. <laughs> and I have not gotten a reply back as of 2.40. So we'll see where this goes. I have room for them both. Oh, well, I'll say this. I offered to take <laughs> um, – uh, I I offered to take Stanley and Scooney originally for him, and he could keep his draft picks, and he was having none of it. And then I eventually caved and said, I will take Stanley, and you can give me one future first-round pick. And I think that's at the same time when you told him you take him off his hands for nothing, and he told me, I don't really want to give up a first-round pick, and I don't really need to make this deal. So I said, okay, if you think you're not going to need to make this deal, then that's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not going to fucking you know, beg you to fucking keep your, your roster intact for the next five, six years. Like, if you're that fucking stupid, which clearly he got duped, um, then you are that fucking stupid. And so, you know, rot in, rot in the bed that you made. Phase on your Drink. thoughts. Uh, Drink for JHB. Uh, I don't, I wish, well, I can't really, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> he puts, the least, I'd say, the least effort into this. And part of why, like I said, on, like the last time I was on the podcast, a lot of software and soup went into how good his team became. So I don't feel bad. I'm glad his team's dying. Hopefully it does die. Uh, I know Trophy and I were each just, we just didn't want to lose to the Hornets in the playoffs. I don't want to lose to them because I've been talking so much shit about them. Pretty <laughs> embarrassing. But uh, yeah, I just, I hated that. I Hopefully they're dead, but I hate that team. Yeah, yeah I, I I try to help him a bunch of times, and and you know I, I'm just amazed he didn't guarantee like go in with the absolute guarantee that he can bring Tex back. Like he his line of thinking was, I, and he was like, well, I don't have to te- I don't have to trade Stanley and give up a pick. I can just trade Tex. And I'm like, dude, if you're gonna trade Tex, you have like three hours before Soup Sims. Like you better get moving on it. Like you don't even have a trade block up. Like his his line of thinking was just so. Fucking stupid, well, man. I don't it, know, Trove. Go ahead. Yeah, like uh, I had such a good thought, and I lost it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was his own fault with that uh, Clyde Drexler, Reggie King type contract. Oh yeah, that was it. Like you hand out that type of deal, you don't deserve it. And I've always been anti Clyde. I've been harping on this for a, quite a bit of time. I never thought he was that good. He played on shit teams, and uh, then he was on a shit team, putting up giant numbers, gets traded, had one decent year, and now he's, I mean, he's not that special. Like, you compare, like, his grades look decent, but they're not awesome. And you compare him to someone like Lance Stevenson, and he's not shit compared to him. Like, it, that, like the grades don't even matter half the time, especially with Odin-made players. Like, you look at Champ, and shitty grades, doesn't matter. Um, Buttinger doesn't have great grades, but he's very good. Lance small, small, small shit, you Drake. can see. Yeah. Um, for stat. But, hang on. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just going to branch off, and then whenever you're ready to hop back in, Trof, let me know. But, um, yeah, I I um, I um think RV was actually going to quit the league because he didn't yeah, get wanted... his bid in at the, de- at the deadline. I guess, the, you know, Soup said he was going to sim at, like, 2 p.m. or some shit, and... He hadn't put it, he hadn't simmed yet, and it was like two thirty. And um, RV went to go put his bid in, and Soup was like, "It's past the deadline." I guess Soup was just fucking with him a little bit just to get his reaction. And so, you know, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I think I was at work or I was out with my 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 wife and kid. And RV texts me all emotional and shit. Oh, I'm quitting the fucking league. You can have Scooney. You can have everybody. I'll trade you whoever you want on your roster. And then I'm quitting this fucking league. And I'm like well, what happened now? Because this is like the second time in like two weeks that you've wanted to quit the league. And he was like, he's like, I'm just fucking done with soup. And I was like, all right. I said, well, let me know when you want to trade Scooney. I'll I'll take him off your hands, no problem. And then he just went away. And then I guess uh, soup must have included that bid into the free agency. And he got the fucking monster Drexler deal from hell. So I don't know. Faith, Drink for shoe. To say something on there? Uh, Drink for shoe. And uh, I'm surprised he even cared. Like I didn't, I wouldn't think he even cared that much about the league and his team. He's made what twenty one or two trades in over a year. Hasn't written an article, I don't think. So I don't know. Shock, he get emotional about the league and the team. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely deserves it. Like, there's a lot of like didn't put any points into Michael Smith. It might have been decent, and now he looks like shit because he's older. Um, he's just been gifted a lot of people. I mean, he didn't, oh, even, dra- so he didn't even draft Scooney, which pissed me off because I needed a point guard and I wanted to draft Scooney. And I think I had the pick right after him. And fucking Soup, like, autoed Nash out and picked him for him. And then, of course, he fucking turned into a monster, which all set me the fuck off because I was like, you know, this motherfucker is never active. He doesn't fucking come on the board to even make a draft pick or put a list in. He does this every motherfucking year, and now he's going to get a fucking super prospect out of it. Like, it just fucking pissed me so off. And like, he got so fortunate. Like, Faison said, like, 80% of his team just was just stupid dumb luck that he didn't even do anything to fucking make that team that good. And the minute he actually puts his fingerprints on the team, you get Clyde Drexler, you know, with a mega deal that is untouchable and untradeable, basically, and then you fucking let your star big man walk without any opportunity to even get anything in return. So you just basically gave a fucking stud big man away for nothing, and that's his footprint, that's his fingerprint on on that squad. Go ahead, Trof. Drake for Jerry West, real quick. (laughs) Plus his 
dumb heart. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Oh man, and just fucking piss. He just pisses me off. Like if he left the league, would anybody want, be sad? I wanted to add one thing. He's stolen so many free agents. Like he got John Williamson back in three thousand two. Uh, John Wall and Cousins turned down Bird Max's to sign with him, and he still didn't really put much effort into his team. And then he got Aaron, Andrew Harrison for. Uh, he turned down a Bird Max to sign with the Hornets. Got. Dwight Howard on a good deal. So, I mean, he's had so much luck and squandered it. Yeah, it really is ridiculous. I wonder, you know, like Scat had, when Scat was a GM, he had like ridiculous lotto luck. I wonder if there's like something in the software that like just certain teams are just going to end up, you know, fortunate in different aspects because, um, you know, like you pointed out, he's had so much lotto uh, free agent luck that he's been able to pick up guys that really – you know, you wouldn't think would leave less money or, or give up sweetheart deals to, to come back, you know, to leave him, especially, you know, he hasn't been good. So it's not like they're leaving to go to a contender or a team that's been really good for a long time um, that has a high win share. I think uh, Supo will, um, you know, pre that'll touch his heart, the whole win share and team win rating. Um, you know, so his teams weren't ever very good. He, they were going to, you know, bottom, bottom of the barrel squads, and he still would get players to come there. So it was just, that's just, you know, unfortunate, but who the fuck wants to go to Charlotte? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Like, that city doesn't appeal to me, and that GM doesn't appeal to me either. So, I don't know. Obviously, I live in, I live in Nebraska, and I think Charlotte sucks. Great for Buster. Oh man, Buster. We love Buster. Wish Buster's we could a, get Buster back on the shout. That's a Buster made the sound Buster. Great. Get back to the league. Buster made some big news. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, go ahead, uh, Faison. Let's let's talk about Buster. Let's talk about some of the some of the trades this off season. So far, it's been really early in the off season. But go ahead, touch on Buster's moves. Uh, there have been a ton, we, we could probably talk for two hours about the trades, but uh, that was a big move to get Kristaps. And then I don't know if people were in shout uh, earlier. He's trading uh, Toby. James Harden for Rudy Gay. So, oh, shit. I didn't know that, got, that was going down either. Yeah, well, he's got yeah, so he's got a good team coming up. Uh, Wait, and, he's uh, trading uh, Harden and who? Toby. I don't know if I like that, though. Uh, I'm not a big Rudy Gay fan. I'm not a big Harden fan. I don't know. He's kind of average. And Toby's a teenager. And Eric, Eric's a... Uh, data kind of proved those are really risky. So, could be a good move. I don't know. To get Kristaps and Spill, get uh, the second pick in the draft, I think that's pretty big. Yeah, I, um, jeez, I don't know, because Toby has, what, two years left on his deal, and Harden only has a year left. Yeah. Um, I think I kind of like that. I don't know. I guess it just depends on how you feel about Toby. Like, I... I'm not. I'm with. I'm with Troph. I'm not really sold on Harden. His numbers don't look that great. Um, you know, he's he scores a lot, but I mean, his three point shooting is is sub 400, and so I don't know that he's he looks okay. Um, Toby could be pretty good. He's still only 19 years old, and, and he's what 15, 10, and and almost three blocks, uh, two and a half blocks a game. That's that's not bad at a 19 year old if he gets more points pumped into him. But um. 
don't know. I think I might rather have gay in this situation, uh, especially in but don't you Victor's. Deal, don't, you got two, but, like, really good-looking prospects. Don't you deal with, like, a proven guy right? when you're when you just traded for Chris and Like, I like that he traded for Chris Stapps. I just don't think there's enough around him. I mean, you're going to have Chris Stapps and gay. That's it. And well, trade for Mighty Mouse. Yeah, but you're still going to be young. I mean, I don't... I would have traded for, like, a superstar, personally. I think you could have got one with Toby and Harden. I've also, I've also seen him in chat talk about his willingness to take catfish. I mean, he probably can afford that now that he has gay. Yeah, because if... Well, I mean, might not be. He's, I don't think he can because he's, what, he's only got $3 million in soft cap space, so unless, you know, he's somehow going to figure out a way to get rid of... Um, Crispus, like that's not happening. He's he's not going to have the cap room to take him on. And like I said, not... twenty is a big offer. A little bit ago, obviously it was a long shot, and I knew it wouldn't happen. But I sent it anyway, hoping I'd get we, we, something. But I didn't. we got our first listener, our first listener, forty minutes into oh, the podcast. Pete, oh wow, first thing of the podcast. Pete, would you hey, call Pat, in? You want to you want to get on here with us and earn some uh, points? Yeah, you don't need dude, Pete. Pete um, Come on to the podcast, man. Get 5,000 points. You can bump it into some of your young players that you just got in, in, the, in the deal that you made. Um, I know some people weren't very high on your deal. Trophy, what did you think of, of his, his return in, in that deal with uh, Buster? Um, I, I don't even remember. I know he got uh, Corliss or whatever. Who I, I, got, I have a record in front of me. He, he, he got Travis Best, Corliss Williamson, 1.3, which turned into Rudy Gay. Or not Rudy Gay, Brandon Roy. Uh, the Lakers second this year, and then the Hornets first in 22. See, I, 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 I was a big best fan. I tried to trade up for him. I drafted him in 2.0, and he was very good. Um, Brandon Roy, I think he's going to be the best player in the draft. Um, I don't know. Like, Brandon Roy is going to be the I don't best know what, player in this draft? Oh, yeah. I don't know, like... He's just he's likable, and he his career was cut short by injuries. So, I mean, what fucking ungodly fuck's gonna get, make Rudy Gay better than fucking Brandon Roy? That's just not right. Soup doesn't. He says he doesn't make a prospect based on emotion. I mean, I think Savage kind of proves that. So, well, yeah, Big. but uh, but I mean, you gotta have it's fucking Rudy Gay. Um, I mean, come on, fucking. Emotion. Dewan Blair is fucking the top three player in the league right now because he liked him because he was the Mavs. I mean, yeah, I think I think uh, that whole bullshit about I don't make players based on emotion is is garbage because just like Trophy just mentioned, Dewan Blair is. And to be fair, player. I didn't even know Dewan Blair was fucking a Mavs at any point. I just, well, I I, I want to say that you trading up ahead of. Uh, of yawn to <laughs> take Blair was so fucking cold blooded, man. That was so cold blooded. He that started his tilt and his qu- eventual quitting of the league. That was that was crazy. Trophy's bastard. I even I offered him, I offered him Blair, and it was like for like I traded up to eight or whatever it was, and I offered him Blair for the ninth and like the seventeenth pick, and I got like a fuck you or something. And then he quit, and then he rejoined after, like, training camp. 
and saw the Dewan Ware as a beast and, he, or a beast, and he was, like, asking me if I'd still do that deal after he drafted his players. And I was like, get out of here. Yeah, no, I don't think he drafted his players because didn't he, no. didn't he quit before he even got to draft his players and Soup selected Gladiator and Ty Lawson for him? Yeah. In fact, Drake, oh, yeah, that's right. I got to do say Soup was looking out for me because Soup took over the draft for that, and I was kind of negotiating with Soup for that, for Blair, because he wanted Blair, and Soup's like, well, I'm just going to draft for him unless you want to make a trade. So I told him what I wanted, and he said, fuck that. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll just keep Blair. Good thing I got Blair because fucking Rubio sucks. Drake yeah. too poor in his Pearl Jam lyrics. <laughs> yeah, too poor, uh, too poor set him off the edge. That was it. He was fucking tilted and then too poor, you know, singing, singing to yawn. Just, it was, that was the end. He couldn't take it anymore after that. He was just, uh, he, he had to leave us for a short while. Um, Realistically, if you like, if he's a Pittsburgh fan, obviously, don't you want the players to go to someone that will make them good? Like, he would be in Seattle, and he might suck because he would have done nothing with him. Yeah, sometimes that you see players get drafted by certain GMs, and you're like, "Fuck, he's never going to get any fucking points put into them." Like that's just the worst guy, worst play, worst GM for him to go to. Like, yeah, Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> Though apparently, um, uh, Lamarcus is gonna, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Lamarcus will eventually get a point or two put into him. God knows. God knows. Um, you know, JW has points and collects bucks, but he just, he's very much not been active. He said he wasn't going to be very active, and he really hasn't. He's lived up to those words. Um, a little disappointed in him because I thought he would be at least taking care of his players, not necessarily being in shout all the time, but at least pump your points into your guys. And and make them halfway decent. I don't know. That that was my thoughts. The fact that he had Kevin Durant and fucking never pumped any points into him. I, did he not trade him with still two uh, strength? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had eight points. Camps? He had eight points left uh, to put into him. Fuck, man. I, I said him shout. JW didn't just shit the bed. He threw in a fan, smeared it all over the walls and the ceiling and electrical sockets and. All the linens, he just completely fucked that situation up. He, he could be, he could have been, G, he could have had GVG team, basically, kind of yeah. that success. Yeah, there's, I, I mean, there's some been some all time fuck ups, man, with some rosters. Like, if I don't know if it was Faison or Trophy, one of you guys mentioned our dub had a really fucking good team, and um, he fucking blew it. And some other guys had some really great teams, and they just all fucking found a way to just screw it the fuck up. And and J Dub definitely did that. When you have fucking Bossert and Kevin Durant, like it it's, it takes a monumental fuck up, and he really did it, man. He really and did Khalid it. Reeves. Yeah, Khalid Reeves, your favorite like, player. Eh, I I bought late on that man. I bought late. I was buying on the downside. Fuck me. Drink for GBG. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of drinking, gentlemen, before we get uh, into the yeah, next part one of our thing, con- one thing, it's like GBG gets a lot of shit, but if you actually like have ever talked to him, like I can play Xbox with him for years, he's actually like the most calm, probably maybe normal person. He's like I don't I don't even know how to fucking explain it. He's just he's a nice guy. He's probably the nicest person in the league, and it's so weird. Like, he got this he, rep, maybe. 
Maybe he's just he, so blunt. But he, uh, he peacocks. He, that was <laughs> accurate. That was accurate. What Tuport said. He, <laughs> but but you know what? Embra- I think I think he might have initially, but then he like he embraced it because he got that rep. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going. I'm I taking that." I would take what JBG is. He's been great for the league. It's so it's nice to have someone who's active. So people really can't complain about JBG. Yeah, I mean, no, it, could, I, uh, it could be so much worse, and he's a good guy. So yeah, absolutely. We're all just jealous of having Aaron Harrison. Yeah, I don't have so much a problem with uh, GBG that I do with. Uh, I just fucking hate the Super Twin. So that's that doesn't really have anything to do with GBG. He didn't he didn't really have any responsibility with that. Um, I just fucking feel like a, you know fucking late second rounders shouldn't turn into the greatest players to ever step on Sim League court. That's just fucking retarded. And, and Odin just gave one huge last fuck you to the league as he walked out the door, which I think is fucking Bush League that both twins, well, especially the super twin turned out so fucking good. Like, that's just crazy. Like I said, I've been I've been preaching it now for almost three some years, but he's fucking Nick Diaz 2.0, and that's fucking bullshit. So fuck you, Odin. Fuck you, and fuck Drink you for Odin. time. Yeah, you guys drink for Odin. Fuck him. I agree with the fuck you, Odin, on that. uh, I'm totally in agreement with the second round prospects being ridiculous. I'm glad glad Soup doesn't do it. It's like the draft is already a crapshoot as it is, but to put those kind of players in the second round and just find like a needle in a haystack, it just, uh, it changes. It could, well, actually, it kind of, it changes the complexion of the league, like when, an uh, already good team gets a prospect like that who should go 1.1. Like if as, that someone were, who never, as someone who never has a first-round pick, I enjoyed it. I don't so much mind that second-round picks turned out to be pretty good players. Like, that's that's cool. Like, you know, you're rare once every few years. You get, like, you know, your Gilbert Arenas in, in real life. Like, you know, you get guys that go in the second round that turn into pretty good players once in a blue, you know, once in a while. But he was having, he had a lot of guys that were second round picks that were fucking monsters. Like, it wasn't just, you know, once every few seasons. He was, he was bringing guys out, you know, on the regular. And that's just kind of crazy to me. Like, that's, and he was, and he was hiding grades. Like, we already mentioned Lance Stevenson and some other players. Like, their grades look like fucking total shit, but they play like monsters. And so, not only was he hiding, you know, the grades and 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 doing that, then on top of that, he was making these super prospects in the second round. That I don't know. I I think putting good guys in the second round is cool, but putting you know putting the best players that you and he knew they were going to be the best players ever because he said and shout, oh, I knew they were going to be this good because I built them that way. Like he knew how good he built those guys, and he knew that with a little bit of software luck that they were going to be fucking fucking beasts. Yeah. And, he does that with a lot of things. Like, uh, I drafted Champ and moved him to small forward, and he was like, oh, like, that's what he made him for, was to be like a seven-whatever-foot-300-some-pound fucking small forward. So I was like, oh, cool. And then, like, I never won a title or anything. And he's like, oh, that's because you, that, you were playing, <laughs> playing him out of position. He's He wasn't made to be a small forward. And I'm like, motherfucker, you told me to put him there. So I put him there. Just I don't know. He does some weird shit. Like if you have a weird name, guaranteed, guaranteed, weird names. Fucking draft him. If your name is Dick, you're gonna be good. Anything with uh, religion or or phallic 
name, then you're going to be good without it. Yeah, I, I think I, I um, I drafted a guy by the name of Jesus or some shit like that. And he ended up turning out to be a pretty serviceable point guard, um, and he had really shitty ass greed. So I wasn't expecting him to be good, and he ended up being really good. And Odin also liked the Villanova guys. I don't know if you saw. I guess it was what Randy Foy's profile, and he was like this guy. No, he he really liked. Thank uh, Thank Joe. Yeah. Oh, thank I drafted Amir uh, Nelson. Nelson and Delonte West are probably like two of the best shooters to ever be in the league. They're both over, oh, always over fifty uh, percent. I don't know what they're just bad at defense or turnovers, but as scorers and shooters, they're, they're probably two of the best to ever be in the league. He definitely had his favorites. I think it, it, guys were figuring his whole his whole way of building players and who was going to be really good towards the end of his run because you could definitely see guys you know, targeting certain players that probably shouldn't have been picked where they were picked, and then they ended up turning out to be good. So I think it was easy to get a tell on, on Odin towards the end because he was getting predictable on how he built his guys. How do you guys think Soup's been doing with building guys? For the most part, are you guys happy with it? I mean, I guess, you know, Trophy, you're really happy with it because you ended up getting Dewan Blair, and that guy is a fucking monster. But, you know, overall, your thoughts on Soup and how he's been building these prospects and how his classes have been? Um, I think it's really good. I think this next class is going to be really hard. Um, and you don't know how much to blame him because the grades were way too good that were given out. And I don't know why you can't change him. Like, I don't think anybody fucking was, in, was tanking for fucking Sean Williams and his stupid fucking grade set. But I don't know anybody. You can't really change him, I guess, because people were tanking based on fucking this draft and Sean Williams, you know? Like, when they were tanking, they thought, I wouldn't draft fucking Sean Williams because he was so good at Memphis. Uh, and here you are with these stupid fucking grades. And, I mean, I've seen some of the potentials, and I think some of these players can be really good. Like, Tyrus Thomas could possibly be the best player in, in this draft with his, depending on how he was built, but 95 potential. I think if you knew that going in, what his potential was, he would have been a top two, three pick. And then, Drink for Hank Bank. <laughs> it um. And then you got Barniani, who could be really good too. Um, so I think Drews' team is going to be really good here in the future. Well, Drews uh, kept with his mo in the second round and took David Noel, a UNC player. So maybe that'll continue to pay off for him. Uh, who knows? He doesn't. His grades look pretty terrible, but it's a second round pick, so why not roll the dice, right? Um, let's go into the draft a little bit, guys. Uh, let's go pick by pick, and it's let's see if you guys agree with it. Give it a grade, maybe. If you if you thought they did the right thing, or if you thought they should go a different a different direction. Obviously, uh, I State went with Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, Trove, do you agree with that pick? Uh, would you have seen someone else there at one one? Um, it's probably the safest pick. Um, we got a lot of. I think this, this might be the best time in the league for dominant bigs. Um, not a lot of dominant shooting guards anymore. They're getting old. Point guards are getting older. Um, I mean, I like I, I said, I think Roy, Roy will be the best one. I think Thomas, Cyrus Thomas is the most interesting. And if you base on where they're drafted in real life, it's tough to tell, but 
Um, I yeah, I, I wouldn't have taken Rudy Gay second at all ever. I I don't get that, but you wouldn't have took him over Brandon Roy. Uh, Brandon Roy. No, I would I wouldn't have taken him over Brandon Roy. I wouldn't have taken him over fucking Tyrus Thomas. Probably not Barniani. I would have taken Morrison in front of him. Um, but you I really you, I, you don't think Rudy Gay was a top five pick? Drink for Tyler. I mean, depends how you think he's going to be developed. Like, uh, he's B-plus inside, but shitty jump shot, shitty shitty handles. Um, I, I don't know. And his rebounding, I mean, he would indicate that he's high-strength, shitty jump shot, which is not going to be good for a small forward. So, And he's not even an elite rebounder, and I don't think he ever will be with shitty handles. So and he doesn't have tremendous size, so I would have taken. I would always take a shooting guard over a small forward if there's a question. Uh, and then Barniani's got size, and and he's obviously there's two grades that go in the outside, and once he got like a B plus B outside, so I don't know how you would take. Yeah, he's got to be outside. He's C plus B. <laughs> and there's three things that go in the inside, so it's kind of harder to dissect and. People were saying, like, when I drafted Shannon Brown, he's got high jumping. What the fuck do you think Rudy Gay has? He's not going to be high strength. I, I mean, I don't know. I would not have taken a guy with C outside number two, especially when he's guaranteed not to be, like, a power forward or center. Uh, on your thoughts on, on the top of the draft there? you agree with Trophy, or are you okay with the Rudy Gay pick at two? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I would have took Roy at two, but I think Victor's thinking at the time was that Savage was a shooting guard. So that's why it's okay. I don't really like that. That's the same reason you don't. Because look at that B-plus inside. Seems like it's mostly jumping. Uh, there was a couple uh, home run or bus picks. Uh, Phil taking Sean Williams at four. And then Eves taking Rondo at eight. Those either, they seem like they're either going to be all-stars because their grades are so, well, not Rondo, but Sean Williams could either be really good because of those grades and, or just a complete boss because he sucked in real life. And Eves kind of tried to, I don't know, maybe outsmart the software by taking, or the lead, by taking Rondo at eight and then moving him to shooting guard for his rebounding cap, I think. So, I mean, I hope, I don't hope, but maybe it works out for him, but I doubt it with that uh, C-minus outside grade. I found it interesting that Heaves would select Rondo at eight, considering that there were some pretty good prospects still on the board. Um, you know, Adam Morrison, his grades B, B, uh, he had you know B B scoring grades. I mean, you got to think that his his jump shooting and things along those lines are going to be pretty high. He's probably a pretty good natural scorer. Um, I thought Shannon Brown was pretty good, uh, another pretty good prospect there, as well as Paul Mills. Soup likes Millsap. He's always been, you know, had good things to say about Millsap. Um, and then you Millsap got as, fucked on his grades, as, by the way. He yeah, I would, agree, I, I would agree with that, too. But maybe that's a case where Soup will overcompensate and maybe create him to be a lot better. than what Drake for said. Soup. Um, but with that being said, I think Rondo at eight is a reach and a half, um, and especially when you consider that his tenure with the Mavs was fucking horrific and soup is a huge Dallas Maverick fan. Um that's an awful big roll of the dice that he took there at eight. I, I think I would have went a different round. I think I probably would have took either Morrison or Millsap there, 
even Shannon Brown. Um, you know, but it, it, he, he's going to roll the dice, like you said. He's going to try to outsmart the software. Um, I thought a guy that went later at 17, oh. Kyle Lowry, was fucking a huge value pick. I I would have had him in the top 10, you know, maybe Thanks. top 12. I thought he was a lotto pick. Go ahead, man. There's someone named Randy Taylor who called in. I'm, maybe they heard my plea for new people to call in or join the league a few podcasts ago. Hopefully it's that, but it could be a... I think it's going to be Hello, Randy Taylor, and welcome to the A-plus player podcast. Please welcome you. Welcome, welcome, you. Welcome, test your product, your quality of your product. The product is very delicious. I love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you've got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump stock girl, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that, it ain't going to work, and I'm not going to purchase your product anymore or ever again. And as far as your 16-ounce of maple and sage, I don't eat that. I'm not from the north. I'm a Texas man. Jimmy Dean sausage is for southern people to eat with the breakfast, with the fried eggs and the T-bone steak. And I can't see going to a little 12-ounce package to feed four, five, six people. And I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same goddamn price. I'd sure like a reply. And I'd sure like you to go back to the 15 ounce package on the regular box, but I'm not going to buy it. Otherwise, they're pretty good. I'll just have my own damn box made like I used to 30 something years ago. It's not as tasty as yours is, but it'll work. Goodbye. Hey, Randy, um, well, quick. Well, you supposed to feed your brother and me and you 600 pounds of men at least. You get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that fucking pussy roll of salt. Son of a bitch. Somebody needs their ass kicked. Drink for Randy Taylor. I think he's trying to reach the R-Dub podcast. Yeah, I think you you got the wrong podcast there, Randy. Um, Gentlemen, do you have any questions for Randy? Hold up. Give him the uh, address for the lead if he wants to join. Yeah, Randy, um, hop on to the Internet. I don't know if you have that down south. But um, if you do, uh, go on your interwebs and put in LOL, wrong, T-M-B-L, uh, B-S-L dot proboards.com. Uh, sign up and join our league. We, uh, I think you'll fit in really well with us. Uh, Faison, you want to add anything to Randy there? I think he's pretty pissed off about his sausage, man. He, he just hung up, but um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he definitely fit in the league with some of the personalities we have and he could take the Knicks for Eric. I don't know. Trophy's pretty attached to Eric. I don't think he's going to let you mm-hmm. take a... I think we would uh, probably... But realistically, out... if there's one thing that I hate more in this world than Asians, it's probably the fact that if you if you buy 16 ounces of sausage, you, you think you would get 16 <laughs> ounces of sausage. And when it's not, it just it ruins your whole day because you're eating sausage in the morning for breakfast, and that's the best, that's the most important meal of the day. Thanks for wearing Taylor again. If you're trying to get 16 ounces, it's fucking useless. 
I think he can have a, a lawsuit on his hands, man. If they're advertising 16 ounces of sausage and they're only delivering 12, that's false advertisement, man. That is false advertisement. He needs to go and get a lawyer, bring this into court, you know, maybe file a class action lawsuit, get 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 the whole nation behind him here. I don't know who it was. I think he mentioned Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean is trying to, you know, swindle their customers. That's not cool because I personally like the Jimmy Dean's breakfast bowls. That's my go-to in the mornings at work. I, I will I will fuck up an egg and bacon and potato Jimmy Dean's bowl. So, Jimmy Dean, stop fucking over Randy. Give him his 16-ounce sausage. He likes the whole long sausage. Give it to him and uh, make this right, man. I don't know. Trofe, anything else you want to add? No, I think Randy pretty much hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Dump is late to join the the whole conversation and wants to know who Randy is. Randy is your um your original father, Dump. You know that you got uh um you are the foster kid to your family, and uh, Randy Taylor is your father. So we're breaking news here on the A Plus Player Podcast. Um, wishy Randy would have stayed on a little longer so you guys could have reconnected and you could have told him all your stories about the hooker. I think he would like to catch up on that, but unfortunately, we're gonna have to try to reunite you two on a future podcast. Um, you know, Faison, uh, anything you want to chip in here on the draft or Randy or Dump or anything else at this point? Uh, on Dump, we'll, we'll drink for Dump and uh, the hooker, the Craigslist, the $200 Craigslist hooker. I really – go ahead. Hookers two drinks. money on Two drinks for the hooker. Do hookers drink? For the hooker. That seems expensive. 200 bucks on a hooker. I think I want to say some of that money went towards the new polo and the haircut. I, I would think hope so because I think I'm not think above she, paying for sex, but $200 is a lot of money. Yeah, I think she was only like 100 bucks. You can I buy think. like 200 rolls of sausage for fucking 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Have you seen uh, the pork futures? That it's out of it's crazy trophy. I don't think I think that's why you're they've gone from 16 ounces to 12 ounces. It's just so expensive. They don't want their customers to take on the extra hit and pay that extra, you know, two three bucks. So I think that's why they downgraded. I don't think you can get uh, that much sausage anymore for 200 bucks. Well, if you make it like you used to do on your own 30 years ago, like Randy Taylor did, you fucking you'd be fine. That's absolutely true, though. Can't argue with that. But on the draft, back to the draft, I really liked what uh, Drews did until he drafted a software player in the lottery. I think that is horrible. Um, I don't, I don't like that at all. But I'm Especially saying Drew, Juan Keeney, he was a, he went one one and he was a software player. Can't be that. They can't all be but that bad. But Juan had different grades than this guy. I mean. That and I'm not convinced that Juan is that good of a player to begin with. Well, I mean, I he, he As, fetched me stack never, and a pick, so I think he's pretty good, man. Well, Trophy yeah, I, good, good trade for you, but I mean, Kenny has never been that great, and he was on some stacked teams. If you're not good with stacked talent, then you got an issue. He was he had Kane's had a good team in Miami, and it was useless. And Kenny was not that good. 
Yeah, I will say this. When I see a, a guy with great grades who's supposed to be really good and he's on a great team and his scoring just goes dog shit, and then when that team goes bad and his scoring goes crazy, that's that's a big red flag that that guy's really not that great. Um, I, I definitely feel like I, I got a good uh, return for one. Um, I was shopping him hard there for a few few uh, sim seasons. I, I thought I was going to get GB to give me my picks back for him, but it just didn't work out. Um, but uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with Stackhouse in the pick. Stackhouse actually played really well for me once he got out of Atlanta, which is not surprising because Atlanta is where most sim players go to die. Big um, for RW. Speaking of RW, let's touch on, on the moves he's made, his mini meltdown, uh, his evaluation of talent and his offers. Let's just let's get into R Dub a little bit. Well, I offered him to to come on to the podcast the other day. Um, he he just missed it. He was going to the movies. I guess he actually found a friend in real life to go to the movies with. So that was really a, a big big story at that point. But um, you know, let's touch on R Dub. Faison, your thoughts on R Dub, his meltdown, his moves. Uh, where do you think the the Hawks will be next year? Uh, fifty win team, sixty win team, forty win team. Does he make the playoffs? Go ahead. Uh, I, I'll say I generally like RW, and I'm one of the people who like enjoys his podcast and support him. But he's kind of been getting on my nerves just as an observer, watching how he's acted in these trade threads and talking about his bevy of picks and all that. And I think these past two moves he's made are kind of desperation, overpace. Uh, I really don't see Juan and Frank, along with Isaiah and uh, to beat, I don't know if that's even a playoff team yet. It might be. It reminds me of like a uh, 42 and 42 team. So I think what he, I mean, the max uh, ceiling for that team right now seems like it will be the fourth or fifth seed, even if Isaiah becomes really good. So I don't really know what he's doing. He probably should have remained a little more patient and not just try to end the tank right away. Yeah, I. I think that he had an opportunity to, instead of trying to go all in on these super mega stars, he could have packaged a few of those picks and got maybe two or three really solid, maybe above that, you know, really good players, not elite players, but really good players. And I think he was just so, you know, so focused on getting an elite guy that he missed out on a lot of solid talent. He could have built a really deep squad with all those picks and all the cap room he had. And I agree with you. I think, um, you know, at best in the East, where with the way the East is looking right now, I think he's maybe a fifth seed with a little luck, a fourth seed. But I think that's his ceiling. Like you said, I think he's a he's about a fifth seeder. And I don't know if there's a big run in there unless somehow uh, Zeke turns into uh, a mega star after his uh, rookie deal comes up, you know, that next that next run of uh, training camps takes him over the edge. But, uh, Trof, your thoughts on, on R-Dub's uh, rebuild and, and everything that is R-Dub? Um, I actually didn't think the price was that egregious. I just think if you are going to dedicate yourself to tanking, you need to do it. Um, I mean, and I've talked to him recently, trade for Chet, he wanted Chet, and he offered me a Hawks pick and a couple other picks. But that obviously indicates to me he's going to play him at small forward again, which I don't get at all. Um, he's one of the better power forwards, and you're going to put him out of position again. Drink for Dill. Dill. 
I'm, I, was, I, 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 don't, I don't think the trade was that bad, honestly. I mean, Frank, I, I I didn't like his Frank uh, his Frank deal at all. I thought he got I thought he overpaid big time for him. I'm just not. I've never been a big Frank fan. Um, I thought Dill hit a home run with that trade. I, I really liked the return for Dill. I wasn't. I, I thought that Frank trade was awful. Um, I, I actually really really like it. If you if you play him at his position, he's supposed to be playing. I think it is. A great move. Awesome. But he's not going to. That's the whole point. Like, he's not going to play him, at, him. If you put him in small forward, it was a stupid trade, and you're stupid for doing that. But Randy Taylor has joined uh, the Forbes. He's oh, in shout. Or he, he hasn't posted in shout, but he's logged in right now. Oh, well, I mean, listen, ladies and gentlemen, when you uh, listen to this podcast, you can thank uh, Faison for his awesome work and his his love that he sent out to the world. Um, he's recruited a new GM. Uh, hopefully Randy sticks and, and can take over a team down the road. Who knows? RV might quit, and there we go. Uh, he could take over for him and the Hornets. Um, I, I think that's a good match. I don't know about you guys if you think that would be a nice move, but I say drink to that, drink to RV leaving and, and Randy <laughs> taking over the Hornets. You were the one person who said you liked RV in the uh, in those GM ranks. <laughs> now no, now I, you, I now do. You're, now you're burying it. You, no, I really I do. I I really like. Listen, I can I can separate GM and person. Like that's why I like RW. Like I think R R Dub is a cool dude. Like I'm okay with R Dub. He doesn't annoy me. He doesn't really bother me. He goes over the deep edge, but you know, I go over the fucking deep edge. So I, I don't care. Like that doesn't really bother me too much. So I can separate GM from person. So I'm cool with R Dub. And like, I like RV, like I like RV a lot. Like he's a good dude. And I went out, you know, I, you know, I helped, I, I heard he was in that shitty situation. I helped raise money and everything to help him out with bills and such like that. So like, I think he's a really quality dude. Like I think in real life, he's a cool dude. But I think as far as a GM, oh, man, he may be the worst fucking GM I've ever run into. Like, outside of Tyler and maybe Mops, he's he's literally bottom-tier GM. He's really fucking terrible. Like, it, it's, it doesn't take much to fucking return a PM, be cordial, you know, and not be a fucking cunt when you're talking trades. Like, nobody's trying to swindle anyone. We're just talking deals and... And just be normal. Like, don't be a fucking arrogant fuck. And I'm going to blame Trophy for costing me a first-round pick because I could have had one of his first-round <laughs> picks, but he fucking uh, was working behind the scenes on me here and cost me a first-round pick. I could have had that pick, Trophy. That's not cool, man. We're supposed to be, you know, brothers in arms here. Evolution, that's not cool, man. You should have let me know that you were <laughs> fucking with him. At least I could have fucked with him a little bit back and and seen, uh, seen some fun out of it. I don't know. But go ahead, Trophy. I posted it in shout that I was going to do that, and had he been in shout, been active, he would have seen that and wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, engaged in that. Serves him right, and uh, I'm trying to get Walter McCarty from you, so help me out. I don't know if I'm going to move Walter. To be very honest, I I um I mo- I traded Yee for him, and I got a first round pick and some dump dollars out of him, so I was pretty excited about that. I got a I got my second back in this draft, so. I might be able to grab somebody, you know, who knows, it's a roll of a dice. Maybe I grab somebody, you know, that can make a rotation. But um, I think he, I think he was really uh, played out of position. Uh, he, his last two years in Toronto with Pete, he was playing small forward, and he was fucking balling, dude. His, 
his field goal percentages and, and his stats, it was just unbelievable. He was fucking I, – I think you could have, you know, put him in the top, I don't know, five small forwards in the league at that point, maybe maybe higher than that. And then Duck played him at power forward, and he just fucking died. And so um, I'm going to give him a run at small forward. I'm going to see what happens with him. I, I think that he'll bounce back. I don't know if he'll put up the same – field goal percentage and numbers that he did with, with uh, Toronto, but I have a feeling he may. Um, and then and at that point, it'll help me at least be decent for a little while until, um, you know, the trade deadline, and then at that point, maybe I'll sell off. But I still have another pick in, in um, GBG's hands, and there's also another pick in uh, in Kane's hands, but I may have a deal worked out with Kane to get that pick back. So if that is the case, maybe at the All-Star break, um, I will move McCarty. But for right now, I'm going to hold on to him unless I get blown away with an offer, and your offer really didn't blow me away, Trove, to be very honest with you. Drink, drink for duck. And uh, I wanted to if add... If you motherfuckers want someone to take out GBG, you're going to have to fucking help out, Banks. And yeah, right now you're not yeah. helping out. Yeah, you guys really... I, I've been knocking on a lot of doors. I swear I, I fucking uh, PM'd almost every goddamn GM that was tanking last year that had a somewhat decent player that wasn't, like, part of their core, just, like, shit player, like, a, a decent veteran that's not going to really be in their plans. And I was fucking offering dump bucks and second-round picks and, and some anything, really, to fucking get these scrubs off of these guys. And, like, nobody wanted to fucking return a PM or talk back to me. Like, But then they're in fucking shout, like, oh, Banks, what the fuck? Make your team better. Well, look at, listen, jackass, you want my team to be better? Answer a motherfucking PM. Like, what the fuck are you holding on to? This guy who's winning games for you when you're trying to fucking tank, jackass. So, anyway, I'm trying. I am trying, gentlemen. I will be PMing lots of people this season to get more players and to get better. But I definitely think I upgraded from Yee to, to McCarty. Even if it's slight, I still think I did a, a little bit of an upgrade there. So, I think my team will be slightly well, improved. While we're talking about shitty GMs, um, like we were talking about ah. earlier. I didn't mean to fucking... I just burned banks inadvertently. Uh, <laughs> drink, drink for Randy Taylor. Drink for Randy Taylor again. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Jerry West just selected a guy who was taking uh, 16th overall in the second round, so that's great value. <laughs> and we're supposed to be the ones that are drunk. <laughs> Oh, man. I hope he didn't fucking sign off. And then he came in shout, and he's like, hey, I have my pick, my pick ready um, if my spot comes up before 1 a.m. I'm like, motherfucker, I texted you at 9.50, 25 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, that you were up in the draft. What the fuck? Uh, fucking uh, now that it's summer, I think we're seeing like somewhat of a separation between the people who are active and care and then the people who just – you know, just like to hang out on the, on the boards. Like, pretty, I don't know. You usually summers, see that actually not in the summer. summer people can see you, have lives. Yeah, I mean, usually you see, I, I have no life. I, I, I have a son now, and he's still young, and I, I, yeah, <clears throat> I stay home and I work. But um, usually you see that separation football season because guys are, like, going to games. Or, well, the truth be told, when we started this league, what, four or five years ago, Trofe, like most of us were either just leaving high school into college and, and really young, and and nobody thought five years later we'd still be fucking doing this. And people's had kids and gotten married and all kinds of shit. And I think um, 
we used to see that in the in the in football season. Like a lot of people would just not give a fuck, and you know we'd go like weekends without having a sim and shit. It, it'd be crazy, but um, you know now it's a little bit in the summertime, and you know it, you see a little bit people just bailing out. But it, it, we've been doing this a long time, so you know it, it only makes sense that people kind of come in and out and and not give it at all all the time. I don't know. I think I'm rambling because I'm fucking a little drunk. But go ahead, Trof. <laughs> we we did a we did like a power thirty because I well I've been drinking each time, but I've only been say, I've only said like thirty names because I felt bad about interrupting every minute. So well, I'm gonna be for very those who honest are gonna with complain you. that I didn't do the didn't say sixteen names, but I think we've all been drinking each each minute. Yeah, I think I've been drinking every single time I pass it off to one of you guys. I've been serpent. So I, I'm well over 60, 60 drinks. I'm about into my fifth beer at this point, so I'm feeling pretty good. Trophy, I don't, we've fucking been drinking. Nobody said what they've been drinking, so I'm going to throw it to Trophy. What are you sipping on? Oh, God. Um, Bush Light, of course. Um, Got to go Tall Boys, Bush Light. Um, I I drink uh, like micro and craft beers on the weekend usually. Um, I want to be like an alcoholic. I, I'm sitting here in a cut off t-shirt and boxers in the dark in my computer room. So of course I'm gonna be fucking drinking Bush Light. I'm gonna be drinking something fucking nice. Like I alienated my fucking family out in the living room and fucking told my girlfriend like. Like, I got off work early for this, for Christ's sake. I went to work at 5.30 in the morning so I could be off by 7. And I told my girlfriend I was going to be home early. And she was like, oh, can we do something? And I was like, oh, I'm getting off early so I can fucking podcast. Like, how fucking gay is that? So, of course, I'm going to be drinking Bushlight. I'll probably get really drunk, play some Xbox after this, and then stumble in and get denied. Might try rape, probably won't. And then I'll be get, she'll be mad at me for, like, a couple of days until Saturday when I do something fucking, like, clean the fucking garage or something. So getting old sucks, and don't ever do it. So I wish I could be, like, dump time. Just have that 12-year-old brain for life. Nothing matters. Love you, dump. I'd like to add to that. <laughs> again, I don't know how to follow that. Uh, I'm drinking Yingling, and my voice is cracking. I don't know why. I think it's dry. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say after that. Are you drinking? Are you drinking Yingling Lager? Or are you drinking Yingling Premium? Are you drinking a black and tan? What are, What is your go-to oh, Yingling lager. beer right now? Lager. Lager. Yeah, we sell how the fucking shit out of Yingling though, like, Lager. Is that an East Coast beer? No, it's a Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is. It's a. I was about to say no. It's a Pennsylvania beer, motherfucker. Yeah, it's. Why? Is, beer. Why do you name it Yingling? What's the point of that? That's. Where, the, I think that's the founder's last name. Yeah, it's the family's last name. Their last it's, name is Yingling. It's not Asian. It's not an Asian beer. Okay, well, I was gonna say that's stupid. No, they're from Pottstown. They fucking like literally when you go into Pottstown, it's coal mines and the Yingling uh, beer factory. That's it. There's nothing else to that fucking town. It's a huge fucking factory built into the mountains, and then it's coal mines everywhere, which is badass because I go ATVing up there all the time, and then um, sometimes we'll stop full of soot, and we'll take the beer tour just to get free beer. 
So that's pretty cool too. So yeah, when I go on vacations, my favorite spots are coal mines. Seriously, love going there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're fucking with me right now. Thanks. I, I think I found your kid. I think I found your kid's car that you want. Did you? Yeah. On, well, uh, this I went into Toys R Us. I've been going like okay. I I I now almost live in Toys R Us because my wife is addicted to always buying my son some fucking toy some day of the week. So, anyways, we've been seeing this fucking truck at Toys R Us for like three two months now, and I I've been putting it off like an asshole. Like, no, we'll just get it when it gets closer. No, we'll just get it when it gets closer. So, of course, we went today to go get to his fucking power wheels. And they're like, no, we don't have any more in store. And you can order it online. So I'm like, okay, we'll order it online for us. They're like, oh, no, it's discontinued. Now you can't even order it online. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? If it's discontinued, why do you have the motherfucking slips in the fucking section of power wheels? And why do you have the fucking, like, display one there, too? Like, are you guys fucking shitting me? I was like, let me buy the display one. And they were like, oh, we can sell you the display one, but we have to sell you it at full price. And I'm like, what do you mean full price? They're like, well, it's $460. I said, I don't, I'm not paying $460. That shit's all beat the fuck up. People have been riding in it and running into shit. Like, I'm not paying full price for that. I said, give me, like, 20% off, and I'll fucking buy it. So they were like, no, we can't do that. So I'm like, well, fuck you. So then I, I made the post, and Kane's found one on Amazon, and it's like three, three hundred or $299. No, $399. But they want $300 to ship it. So they want $700 for the motherfucking Power Wheels. So I'm like, fuck that. So did you find something less than $700? Yeah, uh, I found it. I just put the car in the... It's not the special edition, which like you asked for. But uh, it's $380. Uh, it's from Walmart, I think. I posted the link in this chat. Is it the blue one? Yeah, it's blue. No, I, no. Trust me, I try to tell there's, my wife to get the. There's blue a gray one. and red one too. I think out there. Yeah, the gray and red one is a special edition one. I think. Why? Why are you buying a one-year-old an electrical car? I'm not. It's not me that's buying the electrical car. It's a family member who bought my nephew fucking, a fucking electrical fucking, car at one year that's old. That's money's fucking high, Faison. You know how much money you'll save driving that fucking car. <laughs> And this is this special edition. You can unscrew the gearbox, and it'll go up to five miles an hour. So that fucking thing flies. I'll be there in like three and a half weeks. All right, make it here. Why? Why do you have to get an F one fifty one? Like I thought that was the cool one. Like I was just looking at them, and they're all like fucking cheesy. They're like Audis or like Lamborghinis or Ferraris or fucking Barbie car. Which obviously you're not going to get a boy a Barbie car. But, like, they're all fucking stupid. And then the ones that I really like, like, there was an ATV, and then there was a motorcycle, and I was like, let me get one of them for him. And my wife's like, fuck no. The ATV is only a one-seater, and the motorcycle is, he can fall. So I'm like, well, I mean, he's going to fall no matter what. Like, he's going to fall in life. So what does it matter? At least he can learn to ride early. And she was just, she's giving me the big no on that. I posted the gray and red one in the chat. Yeah, it's 400 bucks. I'm going to go and look. I can't, you know, oh, in chat? I'm like, where the fuck? I'm looking in this thread for your post, and I can't fucking find it. Wait, no, you didn't. You where? What chat did you post this shit in? The the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, Toys R Us, it's out of stock, dude. They won't let not, me buy it. By me, it's not. Yeah, do you have it in your stores? Uh, I, mean, I do on mine. 
You you guys have them in your stores? It says I can add it to my cart and free uh, store pickup in five to ten days. Really? Because mine doesn't allow ship to ship to home. It says yeah, you can't you, you can't ship these. Yeah, it says you have to free store pickup. You can pick these up at the store. But it won't allow me because, well, I don't know. Maybe the fucking people that worked at Toys R Us are just fucking retarded. But she said that it's discontinued. But I don't know why it's discontinued if they're still selling it on the website. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's it's actually out of stock all around me. Why don't you just get uh, your son a blow-up doll with all the whole thing he's doing? (laughs) Dude. I fucking now say Ciao Bella. Ciao Bella is Hello Beautiful in Italian. Um, it, it's a running joke between my brother-in-law and I. We we started doing that like <laughs> at strip clubs to girls. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I say it around the house to my son, and now every time I say Ciao Bella, he fucking starts humping the air. So I, my wife looked at me and was like, if you fucking utter the words Ciao Bella again, I'm fucking making you live in the garage. So I can't say the words Ciao Bella to my son anymore. He he's not allowed to uh he's not allowed to hump the air, but I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with that man. Like he's he's a humper man. I just gotta make sure to tell him to rubber it up at like eight years old. Can't have him making babies that quick, so and my wife is like not sure what to do. She yells at him all the fucking time about humping shit and I don't know. It's <laughs> fucking awkward. At least my talk earlier was like it might have been racist, but it wasn't borderline pedophilia banks. <laughs> and were you there when Heaps talked about his his child? Dude, yeah, yeah, that was hit. that was weird. Yeah, yeah. He the only reason I mentioned my son up in the air is because Heaps made mention of his daughter and her her issues, and so it, it gave me a little bit of. Uh, I figured like I could just share it a little bit, but yeah, it these are things that happen. Unfortunately. I didn't expect that. That's not in no motherfucking daddy-to-be book. So that blew me away that that shit was happening. I'm guessing, Trophy, you never experienced that. So um, I'm happy for you. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, situation for me. But nobody logged on to this motherfucking podcast to listen about my son or the Power Wheels. So um, I'm just going to tell you what I've been drinking on, which is a nice, crisp, reds apple ale. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Really? You guys don't like reds? Fuck, dude. We said beer. It is beer. It's an ale. Oh, my God. Why can't you just get Mike's? A Mike's lemonade? (laughs) I I actually do enjoy the Mike's strawberry lemonade. That's not bad. Oh, you guys would hate to fucking be with me because when I go to the bars, everybody drinks, like, fucking Crown and Coke, and I'm fucking drinking, like, my ties and Miami vices and my ties aren't bad. Sweet. My ties have a lot of alcohol. Yeah, but like I'll I'll drink kamikazes instead of just shots. I'll have them make a drink for me, and I'll just drink kamikazes. Like I just drink. Sh- I like I like vodka number one, and then I like some sort of fruit chaser or fruit blend in it. I can't drink I like I can't drink beer at a bar because it fucking gives me hung. I get hungover the next day from beer and I don't drink wine so it's usually alcohol and it's usually vodka and then it's usually mixed with some kind of fruit cranberry juice pineapple juice oh, something that sounds fucking horrible like I hate my life but I would never drive myself <laughs> drink fucking red apple ale 
it's not bad, man. I'm telling you, it's on a hot summer day. It is not bad. It's my lawn mowing beer, and that's all I had in my fridge. So that's what I'm God, fucking drinking. Do your neighbors make fun of you? Oh, I hate my neighbors. I have a I have an ongoing war with my my Asian neighbor to the left. So anytime you want to fucking kill an Asian, you're more than welcome to stay at my house for the week and just go to town on my next door neighbor. There's like 18 of I them that live in the house. I wouldn't be worried about fucking Asians. I'd be worried about like gay bashers going through the neighborhood <laughs> if they saw you rocking a red apple ale in the fucking driveway. Man, we you wear are a cut off shirt, jean shorts, and Crocs when you mow your lawn. <laughs> Fucking, no. Fucking I have a push mower, man. I, I rock my taken, And they just approved fucking gay marriage, and you're going to fucking rock Red's Apple Ale? Listen, there's nothing wrong with Red's. Uh, I don't want to hear it anymore. I, everybody likes to make fun of my beer, but I will drink my fucking beer. It has 5% alcohol. It's not bad. Oh, it's God. A, you, yeah, you just said you didn't like beer. Beer gave you headaches. Yeah, but I drink reds because reds is sweet, and so it's not like I'm drinking. It doesn't taste like I'm drinking like a fucking Trogues uh, Perpetual IPA or some bullshit like that. Like the guys who like craft beer, I can't. I don't understand it. It's the worst fucking tasting beer I've ever oh, tasted. Awesome. Like, no, it's not. It's fucking terrible. Your tongue stings. It's it tastes bitter. It's fucking <laughs> just nasty. I don't know how the fuck it got so popular. I, I you guys are fucking crazy. You guys like to drink trash like i don't know it's like drinking horseradish like i don't understand you guys i actually don't drink hard alcohol anymore it's just beer really yeah i have uh judgment issues as you could tell by my haircut so i stopped so i stopped drinking hard alcohol just because too many screw-ups and bad things are happening so now i only drink beer yeah i'm the opposite terrible to hang out with I was more, uh, I was always a beer drinker, and then I just figured out that that's what was causing the majority of my headaches, and so I I switched over to um, vodka, and vodka does, I'm good with vodka. Usually I'm pretty good. I, it doesn't it doesn't kill me, so I'm a happy boy with vodka. Speaking yeah, of which, I'm up in the draft, so you guys want to help me make a selection here? Uh, can, we, uh, can we random, random it? I don't know. Everybody, you guys... Can we, re- can we random, random dot org it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let me get this up. And but how are you going to random dot org it? Every player in the draft is still listed, like, souped in... I'll just, paper, yeah, right? I'll just go to, like, 62 or whatever it is, and if someone's been taken, it's a pass. Gotcha. Do, do we have a, a new draft master? Is Bruce a new draft master? Uh, I oh. hope he's the new draft master, but I think Soup said that we need to put a thread out and vote on it because, as always, when something's not cool with the league, Soup washes his hands with it like he had no, no responsibility with it. But the motherfucker runs and operates this thing like a fucking beast, but then when somebody's not happy with something, he's like, oh, I didn't do it. You guys selected him. Well, listen, Odin fucking sucks. He didn't post any fucking profiles. We got thirty twenty one draft coming up, and there's still no fucking profiles for that. Like, it's goddamn bullshit. Like, your job is to post profiles. Post the motherfucking profile, Odin. Well, you're on, like, every fucking night at, like, 2, 3 a.m. I know you have nothing fucking else to do. Write the fucking profiles. Post them so we can all enjoy and, po- and pad our post counts. Like, that's prime post counting, pad posting, something, something. Go ahead, Faison. Hey, I posted uh, your pick for you. 
What is my pick? You got, Mike Alver- you got Mike Alvarez. Mike Alvarez? Who the fuck is Mike Alvarez? Great, great question. Oh, man. Do I have First to be committed to Mike Alvarez? Because, man, those grades do not look good at all. Who's second on the list? Super sleeper. Um, the first one was uh, Bargnani, which obviously you can't get him. Sorry. Yeah. Why? JW drafted somebody that went away earlier. Why can't I get Bargnani? I have an, I, I'm Italian just like he is. We have a connection. You, think you can't go. Make- you can't not take Alvarez just because if you didn't, he'd probably be good, and then you'd just look like a fucking idiot sitting there with your red apple ale, fucking not drafting people that you said you were going to draft. You just, um, yeah. Fucking Mike Alvarez. I got to fucking find him so I can click. Who was after him? What do you mean, who's after him? Who was after him on the list? I don't, I didn't, I didn't, del- I just found someone on the ram.org and went with it. Hey, yeah, I, I did that for you. I took care of it for you. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you a like for that. I see it. Per podcast. Fantastic. I better extend his ass because if he does what um, Mark, whatever the fuck his name is, and plus sevens, I, I'm going to be pissed if I didn't extend him too. It's going to cost me 15000 dumb bucks to fucking restrict RFA his ass. Should, uh, I even, then, should I even RFA him? Mark Nachara or whatever the fuck his name is, Nahara? Uh, I would. I was going, you know what I was going to do? I was going to mentor Campaign with Barkley if Soup didn't take it away. If I could have given you a first-round pick for him. You didn't offer a first-round pick. You offered me... No, I offered you a first-round pick if you were interested. No, you didn't. It was a second-round yeah, pick. Nope, God it damn it, Faison, I'm going to go look for that fucking pick. It was a first-round pick. I'm looking. I'm looking. It's somewhere here. Find 3, it. 000? I can't find it. Not offering this yet, but potentially, would you do Nahara for Blazers 3,023 first? Oh, shit. I fucking you read that as a second-round pick for some stupid ass. Why would reason. I offer you a second-round pick? Dude, I don't not, know. I'm not I, it, was, it, not it, was, it was midnight. I think I was probably feeding my baby, and when I text you back, that was probably what was happening, and I read it wrong off my cell phone. But you know one thing that I fucking hate that's becoming a trend on this goddamn league is that exact fucking statement. Not offering this yet, but potentially, and then going blah, 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 blah. Motherfucker, either offer it or don't fucking waste my time. Nothing against you, Faison. No, you I only did, you ain't the first I only one did that for the mentor camp. If that hey, uh, R-Dub, can R-Dub call in? You yeah, want? where's R-Dub? Is he on, is he, yeah, tell him to call in. Give him the link. Where the fuck is R-Dub? This is going to be great. This is going to, there we go. You no, know, one. Why you said that about offers? I, I can't stand the low ball offers that constantly come in. It's just so. I, that's why I respect Trophy and Dirt because they just give you the best they're going to give you. That's it. Take it or leave it. Move on. But like the, to, I don't know. Just there's so many low ball offers that come in and. Who was on the last? Make, who was on the last podcast last year? That asked me for for that fucking trade. 
Tupor and someone else. Uh, Tupor and Drews were on the podcast, the last podcast, the season mid-season podcast. No, wait a second. No, were no, they? Dirt and Dirt and Canes were the mid-season. Drews and Tupor were the. Uh, Yes, uh, Drew's and Tupor with last uh, last playoff podcast. That was it. Was them then? It was them. And what did they do? Out. They they trashed you for what? Trading uh, Jermaine O'Neal for Budinger and Chet No. Just want to point yeah, out they were wrong. Chet No now. You guys were wrong. I like Drew, so I'm not going to say anything else. Drew's is a good dude, man. Hopefully, he comes back as draft master. I'm trying to Yeah, I'm trying to. Um... There we go. Yeah, this is R-W. Get good. Uh, we have this you is, on this, the line. Welcome to the like Eagles Player Podcast, the premier podcast, the league's podcast. Um, glad to have you on as a caller. State your case, my friend. State my case. I, what's my case? Well, everybody's called you out, so we just want to hear your rebuttal. I thought whoa, that's what you were whoa. calling it. Not everyone. I said it was a good trade. Well, Ooh. I guess I guess I will need a summary of who's been calling me out because uh, I have not been tuning in the past hour or two. I we have we're not two hours deep, man. We're not two hours deep. We're about an hour and eight minutes, but it's just starting to get good. So, folks, if you've been listening, you really want to turn up the volume right now. We just went over your off season. I think the majority the the majority of listeners and the podcasters here thought that your Juan Keeney move was not that great. Nobody's really sold on Juan, but I defended it a tad, but not much. And I was very down on your trade for Frank, only because I don't think you're going to play him in the correct position. So where do you plan on playing Frank Hawkeye? Um, Frank the Tank. Will be playing center for the uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know why uh, anyone would think differently. But if you, okay, I just want to point out the only the only person to ever acquire a thirty points for each season. But the way I justify the the Juan trade, we'll start there. Is I said to myself, if if Jerry Stackhouse turns into Juan, I am very happy. After a very poor first training camp, I said to myself, if he turned into one, I'd be very happy. And so, you know, that's three or four years down the road. So if I can acquire what I want Stackhouse to turn into now for one pick that I don't think is going to be very good, why wouldn't I do that? And so that was that was my justification there. And I think Juan is a very extremely good player. I mean, I, I saw in Shout today, uh, Trophy said, oh, you know, D-plus rebounding for Wings is a killer. Like, seriously? Like, I, I think I'm the only person that can acquire a 30 points per game guy to put on good percentages. And I'm not saying he's going to do that for me. He's, he probably won't. I know his numbers were inflated. But nonetheless, he's still a very good player. He's, he, he passes the ball very well. He scores at an efficient rate if he can keep that up. And, um, and you know, if, if Jerry Stackhouse turns into Juan Keeney, I am a very – uh, I'm very happy for you, but that's, you know, I think, you know, maybe a best-case scenario for Jerry Stackhouse, who was playing very mediocre. Yes, I played him out of position, and I wanted to lose, but, you know, I, that doesn't that doesn't take, you know, he's not putting up an extra five points per game and increasing his field goal percentage by four or five points just because I played him out of position. That, that's just not the case. He might have had a small effect on his numbers, but not a significant one. So that's Why? the long trade. My, oh, no, God. my thought, my oh God, I don't even know where to fucking go from here. <laughs> I know, uh, can I, he just fucking just went oh, off. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Can I interrupt uh, really quick? Can I interrupt? Um, yeah. My, 
Randy Taylor joined the league. No fucking way. He posted in chat, which is probably a tr- it's probably Ang, because Ang oh, came right back into the podcast. But it's nice to have a new person. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the to the league officially. Um, thank you, Faison, for recruiting. That was good work. And Trophy, you would like to respond to Ardub because he did uh, call you out specifically about your criticism of Juan Keeney. Yeah, um, like I, I said earlier in the podcast, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's great. And like I said earlier, I feel like if you're going to dedicate yourself to a tank, just fucking do it and don't deal for guys who will never be a true number one or two. Um, and the reason I said D-plus rebounding is because obviously you might have a different philosophy as how to build the team, but that reflects terrible quickness, which is big in wings, in my opinion. And when you see that rebounding, and I, he had a couple of good – he had one one or two, like, great years in Miami on great teams, but that was about it. And he was surrounded by a lot of talent and just never did much. And he resigned, so that obviously shows that he will probably re-up again when the time comes. You don't obviously have to worry about that right now. But, I mean, if you're going to dedicate yourself to a tank, just fucking do it. Like Faison did. Like, everyone gets so impatient tanking for so long. If you just fucking tank and do it, you'll have a lot of talent if you draft the right people at the right time. And I think Stackhouse is going to be a very good player. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I think Stackhouse is going to be a really good player. One, he didn't have any points pumped into him. And then after he did get some points pumped into him, he he responded by great letters going up. And um, he jumped his point. His field goal percentage went up big time. Well, not big time, but it did climb um, coming off the bench playing limited minutes. So that was really encouraging. He put up a lot of really solid games. And the biggest thing was his field goal percentage really was 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 what, what bounced back. So I definitely think he's not a small forward uh, for whatever the way Soup built him. He's not suited to play small forward. Um, but shooting guard, I think he's going to be pretty good. Same with Juan. Juan, every time you put him at small forward, he suffered. You played him at shooting guard, he played really well. Um, my only criticism of Juan, and, and Kane brought it up the last podcast, um, and I tried to deflect it and defend it because, you know, he was killing my trade value. But, um, you know, I pumped a ton of points into his fucking jump shot, and he still shoots below, um, you know, 800. And he, he flirted with above 800 a couple of times, but with Kane's telling me he's gone minus two, uh, he's gone back-to-back TCs where his, you know, outside – uh, great balling, and then I'm still pumping points into him, and it still can't get there. Uh, that's a little concerning. That's why I think that Juan's probably a solid number three. He's not a number one or number two. I think on a good team, he's probably a number three. I think probably a, a bad two, a, a good three, but I, I don't think anybody in shout thought that was the case either. I don't think people are really high on Juan. But Faison, you thought he was, what, a solid three? Yeah. Uh, my issue with uh, the trades are done. just the timing, really. Kind of like I hope you said, de- dedicate yourself to the tank. Like, I don't think Isaiah or Tabi are really guys that you can go all in with right now. So, I don't know, maybe continue to get young talent and maybe try to hope to get a uh, free agent. And just stay patient because uh, right now, like like we said earlier, it seems like your team's uh, ceiling is the fourth or fifth seed. 
So that, that was my only issue. And I kind of understand not wanting to tank anymore, but I'm not sure Juan Keeney and Frank are really going to get you where you want to go. Individually, I like what, I really like the Frank deal. I thought that was a good deal. I think he's probably a top five big in the league. And to get him for essentially one pick is a good deal. I just didn't like. I don't like what you have surrounding him to be able to do that. Like, I don't like the beat at all. I actually do think Isaiah Thomas can be really good, but the beat is just fucking dreadful. He's he might, in my opinion, have like bottom five value in this league as far as players that are not you're not intending to take with. Do you think Tabit may bounce back on a like? Obviously, now he's been going to be surrounded with talent. Do you think that he may show some life of being a positive player or or a trophy? You're like 100. percent This guy's shit. Okay, can I can I hop in here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Arnold. <laughs> hop on in. Oh, okay. I don't know who is you guys talking about Juan, and you say you know he's a great three, he's a solid three. I completely agree. You know, on this team, he is my third best player. He is the number three player on this team. He is behind Frank. <laughs> He is behind Isaiah, and to bash Isaiah is nonsensical. He has gone plus ten in the first two in his first two training camps, and Sup has told me time and time again, I have so no so idea. So did Tim Hardaway. So did Tim Hardaway. Uh, I Tim have Hardaway is surrounded by talent. So and, is D'Angelo and, and, Russell. Hold, hold on. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, you guys, let, let me finish. Isaiah yeah, has gone plus 10 his, his, his first two training camps. And Supas told me time and time again, I have no idea why Isaiah is playing so poorly. It doesn't make any sense to me. His grades are fantastic. And we'll see. And, you know, I, if you want to say, you know, maybe uh, maybe he's – I mean, he, he's still putting up 25 points per game. And I, I largely the reason that I'm kind of relying on is that because he was surrounded with such garbage that he kind of played down to that level. And so that is the Isaiah thing. I think, calling, I think Isaiah, uh, calling Isaiah a bad, a bad player, if you want to say, you know, he might not be an uh, elite player, that's fine. I completely understand that. But to say he's not a player to build around is ludicrous. Um, and, 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 okay, now we will move on to the beat. I completely agree. You know, I, I've, he's still got a potential. I'm still hoping that maybe he turns into a halfway decent player. But I, can, I, I, I do not plan on starting him. Um, he will be my third big this year, hopefully. So that that is on the beat bandwagon, and I just think you guys misrepresent, you know, what I'm doing. You, you know, you say the RW can't acquire good players, and then every decent player I've acquired, I overpay for. You know, it doesn't match up with uh, what what people tell me the value of my players are, and then I somehow overpay for every single person I get, and end up with the worst end of the deal. Right, just real quick, man. I'm gonna let you. I, I got a couple questions for you. First question is: If you're gonna be benching um, to beat, who's gonna be your second big? I mean, uh, looking at your roster right now, are you planning on spending some money, a mid-level exception? Uh, where are you looking at for your second big on that roster? Because it doesn't look like you have much there. Um, would you possibly think oh, yeah, to no. beat at power forward or? Do you have do you have a were a trade in the works? And then my second question is, where would you evaluate your roster next year? Or how many wins do you think your team is? Are you talking about forties, fifty wins? Uh, you know, where do you think your your team is next year when when it's all said and done, uh, making your final additions here? Yeah, see, exactly. We are evaluating my team right now at a you know 
not we're just, you know the season doesn't start tomorrow. Free agency hasn't even occurred yet. So I, I have many. I have two deals in the works that will hopefully uh, boost my team up. You know, two deals. That there's actually a lot more than that, or a lot more inquiries than that. But uh, you see, that, that's the problem. That you you can't judge a team because these deals might fall through. I might find alternative deals that are better. So I, I think it's very tough to say where I'll be. I, you know, I want to be 50 plus wins. We'll see where I actually end up. But, um, but well, no, will, no, you, will, you, you, will you be on the ground next year? Um, I, I can't. I can't say. I mean, what do you want? These. This is. It's completely speculative because these deals that I'm hoping go through may fall through. I might find you know better trade offers, and, and that may work out to my to the, the better of my team. Or you know, it could. Um, or they could fall through, and I may make some shitty deals. I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious because you, you, you no longer have now. any cap space. How do you how do you plan to to match money and move move certain players? Are you looking to move someone like Isaiah in a big deal to get some? No, Isaiah is not player? moving. Okay, so with you being at your at the soft cap, you can't really take on any money unless you're giving matching money back. Um, well, I have two expirings in uh, in Prisbilla and Austin Day, and I have Jake Tilsk, whatever the fuck his name is. Jake, I have so I have a bird, I have play, a bird rights on McLean and Jake Till, whatever the fuck his name is. Gotcha, Till gotcha. So, so you're looking so at completely fine. after after day one two. You're more yeah. so you're looking at at stuff after the dust was cl- uh, settled on some of the yeah. free agents. Gotcha. Go ahead, Trophy. Wow. You had a question? Uh, no, I think I interrupted him to to get that done. Um, I, have a, I don't I, have I don't see it. I, I just don't see it at the moment. Uh, you got a lot of teams retooling, and just in, in the Central alone, uh, Central is actually decent right now, which is great to see. Uh, Bruns is really good. RV can suck dick. Um, Pacers, horrible. Raptors horrible, so I mean, you might. I think I think I'm seeing like a with his team like a six or seven right now, unless he does add and get the players that he's talking about. But I would love to see Keeney as the number one option on a decent team to see how it does. But I don't. I I honestly think you got to get rid of the beat. It'll be interesting to see the theory of a terrible big who has decent grades with shit around him as comparable to that exact same big with another decent player next to him. Like, if he starts to beat a power forward, he'll obviously shoot better because he's going to be going against weaker people defensively. But I I, I want to see that theory play out and how power but forward, that, how he will do. To, it also goes to Odin's uh, theory that if you put um, two great, well, at least one great big with another big, that big will improve, you know, it'll help improve the second guy. But I don't know if Tabit, it just depends. Like, Tabit has been playing with nobody. So, like, I don't know. I, I would say the jury's still out on Tabit. I, I wouldn't write him off. I know a lot of people have. I'm not necessarily willing to say that he's god-awful. Um, you know, he, he does play. And a very underrated part of Tabit is that he gets other bigs in foul trouble. He he is at the absolute best big in the league at putting up, at getting fouls per shot. And I think and while, while yes, there is very there is very good cause to bash him for his field goal percentage. He's also very good at getting other bigs in foul trouble. So yeah, that is absolutely. one of the underrated part of this game. He just doesn't really yeah, convert if, if well at the if, line. If you're if you're redeeming quality is getting people in foul trouble, that's not good. Like, no, but like I said, I, I'm not trying to say that 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 is that he is a great player because of that. But it's a very undervalued aspect that he can do. 
Listen, that's, I would that's very unique to him as well. But real, anything but on my realistically, like, you're you're putting a center, you're getting a center to get people in foul trouble, like big deal. There's no good centers in the fucking league. No one plays their good players in center. So you're getting out a shot blocker. I mean, I don't I don't see how it's worth it at all. I mean, it's better than him sucking. It, as like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that it makes him justifies his field goal percentage, but it's an underrated part of his game. Uh, Faison, did you want to throw? Uh, yeah, I wanted this to. This is like, add, no, hang on, hang on. This is like back to the Abaka. You're Abaka in 2.0, like the assist. Like Abaka was a top two center because the assist numbers he gets. Who gives a fuck? He's a center. Like the foul trouble, who cares? Congrats, you knocked out fucking Chetno in 30 minutes. I lost out on a block in three rebounds. At some point, the negatives outweigh the positives, and that is that is the beat in a nutshell. Go ahead, Faison. I, uh, well, while we have RW, uh, two big. I wanted to get his thoughts while we have him on two big trades that he kind of was critical of. The first is the um, Jazz trade, Jazz and Kings trade with Stephon Marbury. And another one is the Lakers and Raptors trade for Kristaps. If he wants to give his thoughts on the packages that each player got and why he felt his team, he should have got them. Okay, I can do that. The Okay, we'll start with the uh, the, the Marbury trade. Um, I, I think when you are trading away an elite, elite-level player, I'm talking about a top-five player in the game, you should make a trade block. Because I that that is the only player I would have given up Isaiah for, and that is the only and, and you know and I understand you know maybe you'd rather have Joe Smith than Isaiah, and I understand that it led to Miles Turner, which is fine. But when you are when you are looking at that trade in a vacuum, you know I you have to open that up to the entire league when you're trading with a player of that caliber. Drink now, the Hoover. Now, that, that's the only – and, you know, people have said this time and time again, but I say it, and it's, oh, fuck, fuck you, R-Dub, you know. Um, I, uh, this, is, this is, you know, general – just what you should do. You should open it up because even if, even if he doesn't like my offer, he can get more elsewhere. Now, I know in, in retrospect, in hindsight, Tuport's going to say every time I wouldn't have offered more, and 20s would say, you know, I still would have taken that offer, you know, uh, Tupor wouldn't have offered any more, and I still liked his offer. That's gonna, I know they're going to say that. That is what's going to happen every time. But under any circumstances, if you have a top-five player in the league, you should make a trade block for him and to see what kind of offers you can field. That is my only uh, issue with that. Now, moving on to the Lakers trade. I, I do agree for the most part with trade blocks. I would yeah, I, I'm with you. Normally, if you get an offer that you know you're going to accept and you like, you might as well take it. I think that's what happened. Like, that's why if you, maybe if you like Stefan, you should have just offered it. I mean, what's the worst? He could say no. Yeah, I've, uh, I offer, I offer for players all the fucking time that aren't on the block. And I offer the best thing I possibly can off the bat to try and get a deal done. No, I, I, I completely, but I completely even, agree with everything that everyone said. That doesn't change the fact that you shouldn't make that you should make a trade block if you have a top five player. No, I, yeah. make, I make offers but for players you, all the time too. If you have too. the ammo, like I think one of your like criticisms of the Kristaps trade was, oh, I would have given more or something like that. You said, well, if you fucking did that off the bat, 
So, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I will address that right now. See, what happened is he made the trade plan for Chris Babs, and I made my offer, which included my first this past year and included my first next year and, you know, some other uh, other assets. Um, and it, it was such a – I think it ended up being like six or seven picks. Now, I, I understand that the other picks weren't great. I get that. I understand that. Um, but uh, – oh, and I included – okay, I included the, the – um, Odin's uh, 2022 pick, which is which is a good pick. So it was three good picks there. Now I sent that to Pete, and Pete posted in shout how comically bad that offer was. He said he laughed at it. He posted in shout to say that is a comically bad offer. So I was sitting there saying, well, I'm, and then he said he didn't even offer any of your prospects. Well, who the fuck cares if I offer any of my prospects? If you look at the trade the offer in a vacuum without taking into account prospects, then, then it's a good trade. It, it ended up being, you know, close to the value of, of, of what he ended up getting. And to laugh me out of the room to post and shout uh, at, to say RW, that trade is comically, that offer is comically bad. It's ludicrous. It, it, it just is because those three picks were at the very least close in value in terms of what he got. And we also have to remember that he traded for the Lakers pick and it just, or it, it just so happened to turn um, into 1.2 or whatever it was. Um, so the, that, or 1.3. Pete um, actually, the uh, um, scumbag buster, and turned down that offer until after the lotto, and then it turned into 1.2 or 1.3. Really? Um, at the end of the at the end of the day, uh, I don't believe that for a second. That whole skin vacuum. I think that was all like a charade, by the way. Uh, but uh, would you have offered more to get Chris Steps than your initial offer? Would you? Me? Oh, absolutely. I would have then, offered then then that is that is your fault. That is your fault totally. Because if you offer more off the bat, you're not gonna get fucked. Well I uh, no, I, I, I agree with your point. I, I am I'm not I, I agree with what you say said, but nonetheless, it doesn't mean that the my criticisms aren't valid. You know, it, it was, you shouldn't laugh me out of the room in that case because I didn't offer more because I thought I didn't, because I said to my, I said I wasn't going to offer uh, Isaiah for, um, for Chris Papps. And you know what? Buster somehow, and that was, a, I was told, oh my gosh, I can't believe you made an offer without Isaiah. Well, somehow Buster got him without offering James Harden. I don't know how that happened. I was laughed out of the room for not offering Isaiah. I think I think what happened was I think when you made the offer for to um Pete, I think at that point it seemed like a terrible offer. But I think as the market played out, he saw that that actually wasn't a bad offer, and the fact that Pete didn't get two of or any of the top three prospects on Buster's roster in exchange for Chris, uh, Christmas, that's just craziness. Like, I, I agree with you, R-Dub. Like, that's, I'm amazed that he wasn't able to pull something off of there. And I didn't think his package for his his return was that great. I, I didn't think – I thought Buster did really well in that trade. Um, yeah, with, that, with that being said, Trophy's also right. Like, you need to come – like, we've learned, and one thing in this league you've learned, you need to come with the, the heat on your first, your first offer and then – 
keep checking back in with it. Like I've I've badgered the shit out of GBG. I fucking text him like every other day to fucking see if I can get my picks back. Like, um, and even if there's not a trade block, like I've inquired about Stallberry mo- multiple times. I almost traded for him before he blew up, and and Twenty's never put a threat up for him. So if you like guys, go after them. It doesn't matter if there's a trade block or not. But if on the flip side, if you have that star player and you're gonna trade him, you should you should put a trade block up every single time. I agree with that. If you have a stud and you're gonna move him, always put a trade block up. But in 20's case, he got a crazy offer, and then what are you gonna do, scumbag, by putting a trade block to to get a better deal? Like uh, he's kind of stuck in a bad situation. And we all know 20's is one of the best guys in the league, so he wasn't gonna do that. He wasn't gonna put a trade block up and try to get people to. to um, you know, top that offer. He liked the offer. He accepted it, and they moved on. But um, go ahead, R-Dub. I'll let you continue your point. One sec, one sec. But realistically, like you're you're lucky that that trade didn't go through R-Dub. Like that he like say he didn't accept your offer. What were we gonna were you gonna play him at small forward? That would be fucking horrible. No, it doesn't. That, that is, I I probably agree with you there. That we're looking in hindsight right now. I that's probably true. Like, I would much rather have Kaminsky for the price you got than Chris Stapps. Like, Chris Stapps, great, had a great year, blah, 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 played on a, a bad team. And, I mean, Kaminsky played on a pretty decent team and put up 30. I mean, it's not that much of a difference between players. Um, no, no, no. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. I just wanted to point out the disconnect that there is that I was last out of the room for making that offer, and then he goes for much less. And I point out that disconnect, and then I am told there is no disconnect. That that R Dub, you're just making shit up. You're you're playing. I don't know. You have different values in your head or something like that. That 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 offer was a very good one. And I, you know, could I have come up a little more? Probably. I don't. I don't even know what I would have offered. Maybe a Hawks pick in there. But I, when I made that offer for Chris Bass, I did try to make a very, very good offer. And I, would I have given up more? Probably. But I came in with a very good offer. And I. And you're right. But don't come in. Don't come in with a very good offer. Come in with the most you do. Off the bat, and try to get it done like then instead of like if I offer something big and someone's like oh I'll think about it it's like then I'm like fuck you deals deals off the table I mean that's what you gotta do and I, I mean I, I think there's just different uh, there's just different ways to deal with trades um, and I, that's that's all that is there I just, I just wanted to make like I said I just want to make the point that there is a disconnect in this league in terms of the perception of value well, can I don't I, know if there's a disconnect. I, I just think everybody evaluates things a little bit different. Go ahead, Faison. Um, I think our I, like if you look at the trends and what's going on with the league right now, in order to get a star player, you have to give up elite, not elite, but good prospects, and that's what Pete took rather than the unsure picks. Like look at the Durant trade, the Miles Turner trade that. First Marbury trade where Nance was included and Bradley. It's just people value um, prospects right now instead of picks because there's so many busts. People fear the unsure. And like with Dump took for Clyde, pretty shitty deal. So the league has moved on to taking prospects rather than what you offer, which is a ton of picks. 
Well, you know what the, it whole, was. the whole prospects thing is the the prospects you guys like. The, the if you want to say Joe Smith or whatever with the high lotto picks, that's fine. But when you say prospects like fucking Travis Best and Larry Nance, those are mediocre prospects. There is a large difference. Those what is Larry Nance going to be in this league? What what's his max? Do you want Larry Nance starting for your team? Let me let me ask each and every person in the in, in this uh, in this um, podcast right now. Do you want Larry Nance starting for your team? Yeah, because um, I, I currently actually have zero small forwards on my roster, so I'd love fucking, I would love him. Um, I think I would take Larry Nance on my roster, but I don't think he would start. But I would take him. Oh no, uh, I, I agree. I, I I think he is. You know, maybe a third big at best. The problem is he has a hundred jumping. We all know that he put up the highest dunk contest score that we've ever uh, seen. Correct. He had not. Um. Fucking. Chris Carr won the fucking slam dunk contest, member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, a for you. Last year, Tupor posted in, in the All-Star Game thread, I have never seen a, a dunk champion win by this much, or have put up the score before. Or when Larry Nance is on the Jazz. I, I will go bump the post if you need me to. And if something's changed since then, I'm, I'm maybe. I remember Tupor did say that. But you yeah, but, too, but listen, guys, Tupor also said that Khalid Reeves was the missing piece for the Denver Nuggets and I was going to win a Sim League title. And look how the fuck that turned out. So I, mean, I don't I, think Tupor was a... Tupor also said uh, Blake Griffin was better than fucking Dwan Blair. Suck it, Tupor. Yeah, Tupor, we're, we're, we're figuring out right now that you really are a shitty evaluator of all things Sim League. So seriously, dude, stick to hanging out with Dumb Time because that's more your pace, dude. He was a great co-host. He needs to come back sometime soon. No, absolutely. He was awesome on the podcast. You're always welcome. Like, I don't think really there was a bad co-host outside of Ian. Ian was really just terrible. But outside of him, I don't think anybody else, anybody was poor. Like, everybody's been really good on the podcast. Everybody's witty and funny and, and either very knowledgeable or, or, you know, they bring everything to the podcast. I'm actually really enjoying RW right now. He's not in his yeah, own no, element. Yeah, I know. He's more. Yeah, he's not in his own going at his own pace this is more like uh you know this is more like you know one of those talking head shows on espn but he's holding his he own and he's doing well he so he was fucking horrible like his thoughts like he wanted to talk about the software and like shit like that on that one podcast and i was like yeah that is, that is fucking horrible like are you gonna be sitting there drinking red apple ale and talking to fucking software <laughs> and that just like the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever fucking heard listen we have another call and guest seven is on the line I think you're drunk, Faison, because he's not on the line. <laughs> I, there he is. He's not showing yeah, he on my screen that he's, he's on the line. He's on the call right now. Too many red apple ale. I might be drunk. Oh, you know what happened? Drunk all I've lost internet connection. Why did my computer lose internet connection? What in the fuck is going on? If you need to borrow some money... We can start I'm fucking, a GoFundMe. I'm, I'm fucking poor or something. Like, I don't understand. Hold on. Yeah, he's going to buy his one-year-old a $400 car. Yeah, I'm poor, dude. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. All right, we got guest seven. Uh, let me let me put him on the podcast. Guest seven, welcome to the podcast. So, guys. Okay. <laughs> KN, what up, brother? Taylor, man. What's going on with y'all? Not much, man. We're we're enjoying an evening. Everybody's dogging me on my beer of choice, but that's okay. I'm a big man. I can take that. 
Um, and we got R Dub on the line, man. Hey, you want to say anything to R W? What's up, R W? How you doing, man? He and I have a very good relationship. We that is one of the few GMs that <laughs> that we do well together. Yeah, definitely, man. I've never had an issue with R W. Always been good with trade talks and all that, man. So good dude. What's going on, man? What y'all drinking tonight, man? I'm drinking a Red's Apple Ale, but my, my six-pack is dead. I have nothing else to drink unless I want to open up some of the vodka, and I don't think I want to go down that route at 11 o'clock at night. You know you know your beer is gay when you buy it in the six-pack. Yeah, and, see, and that's all you got, too? Like, you, you went to the store and said, I'm just going to drink Red's Apple Ale tonight? That's a little no, rough. I, I, dude, I don't go to the store. I own the store. Like, I, I have a mini beer distributor <laughs> in my pizza shop. Like, I just that's grab... That's even worse. Yeah, we sell things so, by the six pack. Yeah, so I, you were at, so you were at the store today, and you made the cognitive decision: I can bring home anything I want. And I'm only going to bring <laughs> home a, a six pack of Red Apple Ale. That went through your head earlier today. I don't, you know, a Red Zap one or two to start the night is okay. I I get that. I do that. I love a little bit of Red Apple or Red Red Strawberry Ale is extremely good. And, you know, one or two to start the night, but after that, man, it's just there's something that makes me. I grab a six-pack out. It, it Really, I don't drink beer, so I need something s- sweet and smooth that I can drink while I'm mowing the grass. This six-pack's been sitting in my fridge for like a week because I haven't been able to mow my grass because it's fucking been raining here like it's South Florida or some fucking bullshit. Like, we had tornado warnings and all kinds of shit today. And so I, it's been sitting there, so I could have either sweet and smooth, opened just up like my you like to mow your grass. Oh. Yeah, man. It's my mowing grass beer, man. Like I just walk, I, I mow my grass, I, I and I drink my reds. I there are a lot of, there are a lot of dudes that mow grass while drinking reds. I'll tell you that much. There you go. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. You know another beer I like to drink too when I'm mowing my grass? I drink um, Shiner's Ruby Red. I guess you guys are gonna fucking dog me on the Ruby right. Red, but guess what? I like drinking the Ruby Red Bird. Ugh. Hey, do your thing, Banks. Do your thing, Banks. Thank, thank drink, you, man. <laughs> thank you. Listen, if I go out with you guys and we have a hookup, I'm going to buy a case of Reds and we're all going to drink together. And you guys are going to love it because I'm telling you you're going to love it and it will be set. It will be the pregame, uh, the pregame beverage for us. Anyways, well, KN, well, how you like your team, man? How you like your team this year? You think you guys are going to make a, uh, another strong push in the playoffs? Nah, man. I don't think so. I think my team kind of topped out. After last year, I had to trade Champ to get under the hard cap, and I knew I was going to take a step back, and now it's looking like I pretty much peaked with that squad. And the only reason I haven't blown it up is because I don't have my pick this year. So after this year, you know, I'll see how this year goes and then go from there. Who owns your pick next, this year? Uh, what's that? My bad. Yeah, who, own, who owns your pick? Uh, I traded to... Uh, dirt in the Pierce trade. Oh yeah, it's been it's been trading yeah. hands here. It looks like the Bobcats have it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kept up with it. it as much. Do you have your uh, Do you have your pick after that? Yeah, I do. Twenty two and beyond in my pick. So. You know what? You may if be I able to work that, a deal with I, Odin could, because no, I have Odin's pick. So this year, and well, I'm have... in, I have interest in some of your players. While yeah, we have KN on the line, yeah, can we, ahead, um, and Bunk and Dump and Shout, can we have KN talk about Dump and uh, Anna Kendrick? 
Oh, man, I don't want to beat that dead horse, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, been talk, it's been talked to death, but yeah, dude. She's overrated as fuck, man. I, I mean, agree. I agree. I don't think anybody in this world thinks that Anna Kendrick is, is that sexy, to be very honest. Nah. What about Taylor Swift? <laughs> nah, man. You you can have that, that stick figure, man. I'm good on that. I agree. Yeah. Yep. And she a dyke, too, man. Like, come on. What's up with Dump, man? Dump stays with women. I, I don't know, man. This dude's kind of iffy. Yeah, well, he he still doesn't he still doesn't believe that she got the fake uh she got the plastic underneath there she got the fake boobs going on so he he believes that they're all natural which we all know that ain't the case. <laughs> nah. Would you, would you trade uh if I could get you your pick, John Pierce? No. Uh, yeah, I might. I might. It depends on if I can unload some of the other guys because. Especially Strohmile. If I if I trade Pierce, I'm not sure I'd still be bad enough to get a high enough pick to replace him. I guess. Yeah, but Someone you know who decent. will take players uh, if you're you're moving players out? The Denver Nuggets, man. I need to <laughs> I need to make sure that the OKC Thunder don't get more lotto picks. I got plenty of room to take on players. I was wondering why DBT had your pick this year. I, I'm keeping up with the trade. No, what ended up happening was, like, a couple years ago, I made it to the Western Conference Finals, and I lost to GBG. Well, I lost to Soup, and um, and I think in a Game 7 or whatever. And so at that point, everybody was like, you need a point guard, you need a point guard, you need a point guard. So I fucking went off the deep edge, and I went after, I don't think it was Reeves. I think I went after a different um point guard. I can't remember his name now. and I And he retired on me after one year. So, again, the next year I was rolling with some scrubs at point guard, and everybody was like, Banks, you need a point guard, you need a point guard. So I fucking pushed Jermaine O'Neal and two of my future picks for Reeves because I thought, well, I might get a year or two out of them and maybe I'll win a title. And that shit went south really quick. That shit went real south. Plus, Jermaine O'Neal was being shit on by Dump and, and uh, Odin. They they both said that he's fucking terrible and he's not going to be any good and he's not worth the max deal that he got. So look how smart those two assholes look about now. But, um, you know, with that being said, uh, that's how, uh, how he got my two picks. So I've been trying to, like, acquire talent to give them to GBG to get my picks back and – and I know that people think he's a good dude, but holy fuck, is he difficult to work a deal with, man. Fucking terrible. And then, of course, he, he told me yesterday, well, let's see how the draft pans out. And um, I'll hit you up before I make the pick at 7. And, of course, he fucking doesn't text me, doesn't PM me, and he just drafts Tabo Sevalosha, who I hope fucking busts to the end because he's fucking terrible in real life outside of being a decent defender. Oh, I, I love him. That was a bad pick. I loved him when he came over. I love that pick. Actually. Yeah, that that's a bad. I I think it's a bad pick. I I he's a good dude in real life, but he's a fucking. But he's not a good player like in real life. He's not a Finley so, player. No, I I would I would think that he's gonna end up not being very good. But you know, Soup has a stake in that franchise, and he can't see that thing, you know, being poor at any point. So I'm sure that there there'll be uh, some love going to Cabo at some point. GBG hey, needs hey, to be humble. Hey, uh, hey, I I can get you your pick if you want it. Alright, let's uh I'm gonna post a trade block, see what else I can get. Maybe. Oh, there we go. See? Oh yeah, see I caught I I logged in 
I logged on when y'all were talking about trade blocks. So, you know, I got to go ahead and do my trade block thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think everybody... I think everybody in the podcast world believes that you need to post a trade block. I mean, but if you get hit with that crazy offer, what are you supposed to do, man? You look like a jackass if you then go. No, see, I disagree. No, I think that's bullshit. If you get a crazy offer, you say, hold on, I have a top five player in the league. Let me open it up. I like your offer. It's definitely good. But I don't think it's douchebaggy to say, let me open it up when you have that great of a player. Dude, if if I give you a crazy offer, and you're and you're you're feeling that offer, and then you're telling you give me that response. I'm gonna send you back a PM. My offer's off the table, straight up. What's, what's be better like, than your What's better than your own pick? If you're trying to tank, well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily trying to tank this year. I got to see how, you know, what else I can get for other guys. I'm not just gonna dump guys, uh, the other guys on my roster. And if I trade Pierce, I don't think I'm gonna be bad enough for my pick to matter that much, I guess. Because I'll still have Bledsoe and McLeod and Swift, Stromile or whatever. So I'm not really I'm not in a rush right now. I was really thinking about after this season. But well, if you, depending if you on what kind of offers I get for the other guys, if you want to be willing to trade them. Trade uh trade the first a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I picked to be to win the uh, rebounding title this year. I don't know who won it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, R Dub, man, let's let's ask you. You got any questions for KN or anybody else on on the podcast? I why don't you put your hosting hat on here if you if you want to give it a shot, man. You want to ask anybody anything? Ask anybody anything. Hmm. This is interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sim, sim league uh, specific. We we uh, venture into all topics, man. We we've talked about kids and and uh, and humping the air and power wheels and all kinds of good shit tonight. So you can talk about anything you want, man, or ask any question you want. I think none of us are a uh, pussy here outside of dump, and we'll answer anything really. Okay, here I'll I'll open this question to Lee. Um, now he's gone. The great Ian Boyd has forever left our presence, it seems. What do we think he's like in real life? Dry. Very dry. <laughs> I like the year, man. I like him a lot, actually. I always you guys are like enjoy talking Chris, with him in Chris sound, Tucker so. and Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little rush hour thing going, man, for sure. <laughs> And then you got you and Ardub and fucking Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. I also want to point out how awesome is this thing like that it brings people like Ian who are like Chinese immigrants over <laughs> and, and that basketball has united um has united these people together. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. Fake basketball. I don't even oh, like it. I guess yeah, that's the saddest part yeah. about this. No, I guess it's I guess it's a perfect Chinese combination, math and uh <laughs> math and basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it is. Man. Really cool. Uh, you expand the software to China, you make a lot of money. 
All right, gentlemen, we've been we've been rolling here a bit over two hours. Let's let's wrap this all up. I'll let everyone get a shout out, and then we'll we'll close this on. Uh, we'll start with KN because you just called in, brother. Anything you want to add or, or a parting shot to the podcast? Nah, man, it was a good podcast, man. Definitely entertaining, man. Yeah, love y'all, man. Y'all take care. Take care, KN. Uh, our dub. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at KN. By the way, he came to Lincoln this year for the Miami game, and he didn't even hit me up. I think we. Oh my bad about that, but that was that was last minute. I told you I was in St. Louis when that happened. I went to St. Louis for the for the Cowboys Rams game. I was out there with my cousin or whatever, and a couple tickets opened up, and we made that seven hour drive down and came back on the same day. So we didn't even we didn't spend much time in Nebraska. Pro was, shot. I was, I was out. I, mean, I wasn't on my phone. <laughs> now I actually like Nebraska. It was it was pretty cool. You don't hear that Thank very you. often. That was better than St. Louis, for real. No Coming from a fucking kid who's living in fucking Wisconsin for five years. Whoa, four <laughs> years, and living in one of the best college towns in America? Yes, please. Yeah, this is... Nebraska, I don't, I, I'm, I sure you were, I'm sure you were just the fucking... You were the party guy. You're the guilty <laughs> guy in Wisconsin. Yeah, listen, Dude. we're not, we're not going to get into the whole Big Ten uh, sausage... Uh, contest because the only person that really cares about sausage is Randy. So, um, <laughs> party shots, motherfuckers. <laughs> Trophy, go ahead. I don't think I had any party shots. Uh, I hope RV loses his one free agent. And Fabi uh, will shoot under 40% this year. Phase uh, on, party shot, man. Uh, fuck Aaron Harrison. Fuck Sue. <laughs> For putting a point for uh, guiding GBG to make him a point guard, I could go on for another half hour, but it's getting pretty late. So uh, and fuck Odin for giving him godlike grades. Fuck MJ for trading a GBG Sharif Nasserahim. Fuck Banks for that tr- for allowing GBG to trade rape him after I don't know a month of DMing. And I want to apologize to Trophy because I said in chat that he should be to blame too, but it wasn't his fault. What was it? Sorry, Trophy. In chat, I said it was you and Banks' fault that uh, GBG has this monster, but oh, you actually no. no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I admit I was wrong. I'm sorry. R-Dub, uh, party shot. I, I just want to point out, Steve, when we talk on have a face or have a, a conversation. We can come to an agreement in terms of some of our different difference in opinions, and so we can see the disconnect that happens when we talk it out. Now, the forum, by writing, is oftentimes not conducive to that, and that's why I like this podcast, because I can come on here and we can discuss our differences, and we can come to some agreements that are very difficult. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.